If nobody turned that one steer the four times you ran that night, you didn't get a turn in. You just didn't get to row. <laughs> when the heck loans you $30,000 to go rodeo? What are you talking about? We get done. We're like, this sucks. We're still going to do it. I, I can't stand it. So I just go up to him and I, I am like, is there something wrong with your brain? So we're officially hey, going. Undefendable. You know, yeah, that that is our that really is our man. The name of the podcast is the Flatbed Podcast, and the reason it's for that is <laughs> Flatbed is like not happening. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is the Flatbed Podcast, brought to you as always by Classic Ropes and Equinity Products. Okay, if you're driving, don't do this. But if you're not driving, please go rate and review the podcast. It is tremendous help. It helps us spread out to new audiences and people who may not have discovered the podcast yet. Okay, what you're about to hear is part one of a three-part series. Uh, we're, we're calling it uh, Episodes from the Cabin. Uh, so when, when we started this podcast, the hope or the goal was that you, the listener, got to feel like you were experiencing a conversation as though you were there. And so with that, what I don't want to do is I don't want to ever ask somebody to center themselves or change the way they would say something. The goal or the hope was that we get to hear it the way that it would be said in an organic setting. So... This is your warning. If you're easily offended by, um, you know, uh, what would the word be? Not adult content. I'm not saying that, but like the way that somebody would talk if you're, you know, at a backyard at a pool party, something like that. Um, I, I'm not trying to upset anybody. I'm certainly not trying to offend anybody. But what I didn't want to do was ever have a podcast where I tell people they have to behave or talk a certain way. So here's the thing. If language upsets you, I completely understand it. I completely get it. What I would encourage you to do is just skip this episode. We've got more episodes coming out. Just know that when you get ready to listen to episodes from the cabin, this is going to be the same uh, disclaimer for all the episodes. When you get ready to listen to this episode, please understand this is just people hanging out in a room. You're going to hear things that could potentially be offensive. You could hear things that people say that maybe they wouldn't say in a public setting. But that's the idea of the podcast is that you're getting to listen to people visit the way that they would visit amongst themselves. So don't say I didn't warn you. I really hope nobody gets upset. If you're if you're prone to getting upset, I'm not going to tell you to change. I'm just going to tell you maybe don't listen to this episode. So there you go. Episodes from the cabin. Here we go. This is episode two on Podcast from the Cabin. We are at Trisha Price's still. Jade Corkill gets there after we recorded with Garrett and uh, Garrison. Uh, Jade walks in, gets to hang out, talk for a couple hours. Jade's an interesting, to me, Jade has always been such an interesting figure because he is a true fan. Like he is the diehard, leave it all on the field type fan of rodeo. Uh, you get to hear a little bit about his story, how he got where he's going, where he's going, how he got where he's at. There's a Jade Corkill day Again, same thing. Jade's added to the room, but we've still got Garrett Yerrigan, Garrison Panzer, Trisha Price, Jessica Whaler. It was a fun hangout. Hope you enjoy it. I want to challenge you guys with something. There are a lot of companies that have put it on the line to help make this podcast possible. And even if you're not going to go buy a product from them today, maybe give them a shout out on social media, follow them, let them know you appreciate the support of the Flatbed Podcast and making this kind of content possible. Check out teamequinity.com. Equinity Horse XL has eight amino acids to promote cellular repair. No fillers, no sugars, no starches, no soy, no loading dose. I could not believe the difference it made in my horse in a short period of time. We're talking a few days, but wait until you see what it'll do in a month. Let me turn you guys on to something. I've been coming to Arizona for eight years. When I first got here, I'd always heard about how good the alfalfa is in the state of Arizona, and I couldn't find it. I had to feed so much of it. I was feeding stuff that was kind of falling apart and stimmy until I found Bales Hay in Buckeye, Arizona. Let me tell you all, baleshay.com is the website. You can also call them at 623-386-2988. 
this stuff, it's like you can flake it off in those half inch flakes, you know what I'm talking about? Which means I could feed less of it. It stores good, it stacks good, the horses eat it. It smells so good, it feels like you could eat it. I'm telling you guys what, I have been a paying customer for years for a reason. Bales Hay in Buckeye, Arizona. Check them out at baleshay.com. Good. I'll, I'll be honest. Him going, okay, Dad. Shocking. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been we've been working on that. I need to scoot. Are we sharing them? Oh, no, I mean, you're, you're we listen. Honestly, I've, we I've actually listened to most of these, and every yeah. one of them, you tell the guy, you're like, pull that a little close. So how close? Do you right there. Yeah, right That's there. perfect. You're telling me you've listened to the flybed? Yeah, I have. I'm BJ scared. Campbell's number one. <laughs> okay, so no, I really have. You're huh? Let's not post Okay, Jessica, if you could act not surprised. <laughs> Do you see the look on her face? She's like, yeah, I'm like, I don't you know have. if there is one to listen to, right? <laughs> listen, you, listen, I'm trying to hit up Cinch. I'm like, hey, what's up? Like, the more that people listen to it, the more it helps. So, Jessica, I hope. Like, Wait, if you, I do have a Cinch question for you. Okay. Do you cut? Here, hang on, hang on. I got, I got this. I was going to. Let me help you. Button's already red. You're live. Do you cut every pair of jeans you own or just ours? Oh. So, here's the deal. It's a great question. Um, <laughs> yes. To answer your question, yes. Because I hate it when they bunch up around my knees and I look like a 4-H'er. So you're wearing the largest boot opening that we own right now, which people hate. Like, nobody likes them. And you still cut them wider. Listen, if you if you want to do a podcast, we could actually do that. But I'm going to try to. You're broke. By all means. By all means. No. I want it all. I want this is what happens. Involved. This is what happens. If I don't, I've got big feet. So if I don't, they bunch up like this. Ready? You know what they say about a man with big hands and big feet. Big gloves and big socks. I, I want this to be a, the family, the fam podcast. <laughs> this is this is headed that way. So if you don't mind, we're just gonna we've got the third mic and it is working. This is now <laughs> this is now the second podcast we've recorded in the presence of a disco ball. First one being literally two hours ago. What the fuck? Yeah, if these are if this is raw, real podcast, this is my life right here. So this is what you come home to every day. No, this is yeah, this is where I live. Are, hey, I already asked. I already asked. There is an E rating on this podcast, so we're good. We can say, we whatever. Can say whatever you want to. <clears throat> if you've heard some of the podcasts, you got to know this is probably not results not typical. This is generally a little, <laughs> a little more grown up. Yeah, it's been recording. Yes, I cut the bottoms of all my jeans. The world wanted to obviously know. <laughs> Everybody's listening to an audio podcast. If We're asking want, video questions. If you did want to know something, the other day somebody asked me about how we do sponsorships for certain things. I was like, it's not a secret. It is by design. So the minute that you walk up to me, that's the first thing I noticed the other day. And now I'm just annoyed that you did it a second time. Uh -oh. Wow, good job. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay, two so. pair of pants that we know of. Correct. So there goes the sponsorship. I'll quit sending emails. Um, you can tell everybody how much you like the underwear, though. Ah. Whoa. All right, listen. Same. The no Here's breathe. the deal. For people that don't know, they Cinch don't makes underwear. Same. Cinch makes underwear. They really do. And socks. And they, I swear. Am I going to pay for this? They're okay. Depends, how, <laughs> depends <laughs> how good your are They feel great yeah. till it's hot. I, they feel great till it's hot. Yeah. I swear he it's. Like the socks. I sent, actually, I don't. Hey, 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 hey. I got the socks on right now. I love the socks, yeah. The socks are, the, I'm, they literally, I'm not kidding. They are the most comfortable pair of underwear you can imagine. And you can get them all, all sorts of fun emojis. I actually sent Jessica a picture. I told her that they don't breathe. So I had my, put my cinch underwear on. I jumped in the pool. 
came up, air bubbles intact, sent a picture to prove my point. You sent a picture of proof? Yeah, I did. Remember that? I do remember. Is this something you have to deal with a lot as a cinch person that you have to deal with like all sorts of weird pictures from swimming pools? Well, she told me, she said, you're the only one that says that, the, that they don't breathe. I said, that's because I'm the only one telling you the truth. But I don't just get the special pair of underwear. They do feel, I do love them. I wear them all the time. Oh, I'm sorry. Not everybody's jumping in your pool to prove their point, Jessica, but you got to listen to the facts. The people have spoken. Yeah. I like them from December to March. Right. Well, to be honest, I haven't really been out in a very hot weather, but I'm about to be because I'm going back to Today is not a good day for cinch underwear. In, in Buffalo. If you're wearing your cinch underwear, you, you showed up to a pool party, so. Which one are you wearing? Yeah. Rooster. There's one of the rooster. The so the other day, so the, so the other day, the Got other the day, Jessica's cock. like, just grab whatever you want. And so I'm trying to be like a grown up. I'm like, oh, I'll just go small. I'll just grab a couple things. Like, if I'd have known how comfortable these underwear were, I would have got a shopping cart. Like, do you guys have, like, a basket or, like, a bag or, like... My favorite. Do you favorite know... Hold on. If you're going to speak, you're going to need to speak into a mic. Oh, See? There it is. My first. favorite my favorite's the one with Twinkies that says, nom nom on it. <laughs> yeah, is that real? Yeah. You have those? There's yeah. an eggplant one, too. Yeah, Hell yeah. Eggplant. You know the only thing that I regret about our podcast the other day? Jade, if you don't mind, we're going to go ahead and do another <laughs> Singe podcast real quick. If you could just sign. <laughs> He might. I don't want to tell it. No, do it. He doesn't mind. Don't. Just stop. When you get serious, it makes it weird. <laughs> the other day, I said something about, like, all the products that we make that are not just jeans and shirts. And I said something about underwear and socks. And he was like, wait, wait, wait. Cinch makes underwear? And I said, yeah, I'll have to show you. And we kept going. And I was like. Pause. I meant, I meant like, I'll just show you. I'll show you where we hang them in the. Yeah. No, I think I think that was assumed. Show you where they're on display. Be careful throwing beer cans. Jade, how long have you been a cinch person? For 13 years. How, did they find Jessica. You were there before Jessica was? Did yeah, you have to show her the so. ropes? I didn't. I. <laughs> I got a pretty funny story about how I mean just come at though. Yes. Let's hear it. That's why we're here. You realize this is a podcast and that's what we do. Well, we don't like dead air. <clears throat> she's in my phone. She's still my contact and to this day still says it. So we go to, I meet her at the finals. Well, I meet another girl with her that works there also named Jessica. One's got black hair. One's got blonde hair. Well, so she's Jessica since jeans blonde in my phone to this day. But well, you wouldn't want an embarrassing moment, right? No, is this, this since no, the embarrassing moment. It, 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 we're getting there. You're, you can't whisper that with the microphone right here, dumbass. So the embarrassing moment comes a little bit after that. <laughs> so we leave the. Was it the cinch party? Yeah. I really don't remember how. What we never hold on. We never got back to the cinch party story on the previous you episode. You weren't invited. Yeah, it's weird. I didn't get my invite. <laughs> it was weird. I looked at my phone. I was like, oh, there's Jessica not calling because I didn't know where it was, when it was. Party's almost over. Long story short, I don't remember. I don't remember how the lead up to, but somehow or another, a drawn on Snapchat of a <laughs> got sent to this one, and I thought it was to the other one, but I don't remember why. You, Do you remember why? You thought it was to me, but it was. To oh, that's right. Else. I thought it, I meant to send it to her. But <laughs> you it was thought to it was to me, and it was not to me. But why? What you was sent it? it to Black Hair, didn't you? Yeah, he sent it to Black Hair. I, it was a picture of somebody. I drew like on him or. So, right? Yeah. I really don't remember. I just remember <laughs> the funny, that. The funny side of this story is mine. So, because in the professional world, everybody thinks that they're not dealing with cowboys. And so, I do not remember. It was after a gold buckle presentation, it was after a go round ceremony. I mean, this is like, I met her this week. This is either the like night you, I met her. No history. No, you no, just, don't know her no from we've Adam. just met. We have yeah. just met. 
And we show up, and I go to the autograph signing the next day, and he says something. So I have heard about this, that he drew a on some. Yeah, I don't know that it wasn't to her. Hey, for the record, we've now broken the record of (laughs) times we've used the word in a podcast. (laughs) And it has taken us seven minutes. (laughs) Sent it to someone else. So the next day, I was like, hey, by the way, like. Yeah, she's informing me. I'm like, (laughs) how about my. Pick. Hey, did you get my pick? Did you get the thing? Did you, did you see it? Yeah, it turns says, out Black was the recipient. He says, I was like, you didn't send that to me. He's like, yeah, I did. And I was like, no, you didn't. Yeah, I did. No, and the other one was, oh, so shoot. Is she cool? Pocket. Not as cool. He whips the phone Less out cool. of his pocket and goes to the contact. And he's like, this isn't you. And I was like, that ain't, that's not me. That's when we got Jessica Black and Jessica, Jessica Blonde. Blonde. How did the feedback, how was the, f- the feedback on that? There was no feedback. There was uh, nothing. Other than Blonde, only feedback was from Blonde. I can live with somebody being mad when they're like, that was nonsense. We shouldn't have done that. When it's just silence, it's yeah. like. Well, where I looked at was I think Black got fired like that week. So Jade has had to Jessica Blonde for and in, this entire time. Yeah, 10 years. But 10 years later. Still in there. Jessica is that, Blonde. is like. I'm not going to make that mistake twice. To finish your question a minute ago, the story about our stench party thing takes shots out of the buckle. You're such an idiot. Shut up. We're talking about Jade right now. I want so badly to understand what you said. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I have no idea what that was, but I like it. He said you didn't get to finish your story. So here's what's going to happen. We've Let moved me just past walk that. you guys through a scenario. Okay? We've moved past We're that. We're going to be in Vegas, and you guys are going to be like, oh, stench party. I was invited. I'm going to find out about it. I'm going to walk in because you said it's open to everyone. I'm like, hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, I got a, a picture. You, you See, can come. With a like a restaurant pair of underwear. I'm cool. See, you just walk See? in. Denim it's gonna be a pair of everywhere. Pair yeah. of the elephant yeah. underwear. I'm gonna wear cut <laughs> jeans with Wranglers. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, am I in the wrong place? I just wish. I honestly wish I could remember Let's the whole cool story. I wonder, this is my podcast. I don't know why. I would like to. I would like to remind you that you were a guest. Yeah. yeah. I want to know who it was drawn on. I mean, I know that's kind of my go-to. If I draw something on Snapchat, it's usually on something. <laughs> No, I don't. I, I don't remember what. But you drew anything, but it was red. A red pick. That's yeah, all I remember. And sent to the wrong colored the wrong Jessica. Jessica. So let me ask you this: How old are you now? I'm uh, thirty-five. That's not that. That's honestly not that old. Mm. Like when you think about some of the careers of team ropers that have gone on well into their like late forties. I don't um, feel thirty-five. Speed and rich. They're like ninety. <laughs> hey, you're exactly. gonna edit this out, but. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. Listen, before you say this, you need to know. This is getting published. podcast. This is going, we're going straight to publish. If you think I'm going to go back and edit stuff out, you are wrong. So if you don't want it on there, this is your chance to not say it. This is Jessica Sinchin's blonde in in the cusp. To be clear, this is not Jessica Blackhair. Go ahead. I was just going to say the other day, you asked me about questionable experiences with endorsies. Red picture. Red Picture. And look at us the now. First, the first four months into my career at this company, I was like, oh, I don't know how to handle this. You're like, so um, hey, where do we keep the now, sexual harassment file, like for the forms? He's easily one of my closest friends as an endorsement. Well, that turned around. <laughs> yeah, Jade, is there ever a time? Is there, ever, bad is there ever a time where Cinch signs someone and you're like, that's not, we don't, ugh. or or this or this? We're like, oh man, I'm on the team with that guy. I, I yeah. <laughs> I forgot the rating of this podcast. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> no, you can say anything. Are we comfortable saying, are we saying, oh, wait, 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 wait. This get. is new. This is new. You'll call him to see. Are you the reason I don't have a deal with the podcast yet? <laughs> no, you're the one. No. <laughs> Shut up, Trisha. Uh, actually, I mean, me and Jessica have been, became pretty 
tight friends, honestly. I mean, I think, right? Just because, like, <laughs> shake your head, like, I, I don't know. Uh, and I've got, I've got a few questions sent my way. Now's a good time. No, hey, Jay, I meant if from you. Mind, like, you've if asked you don't mind, me. If we could just go ahead and air those. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't have any questions. I mean, I've received some questions. I don't like, so, I mean, go ahead. But I, I asked have an asked answer. Jay probably more than anybody else. Hey, if yeah, we could just hear, if she just cares, just go. I swear it's like she's whispering. So. That's her way of not publishing it, is not saying it loud enough it's on a microphone. 110%. But honestly, I don't know if anything that I've gave feedback on has been what they pick. Or <laughs> yeah, they're like, they're like, hey, uh, Jade, Jade. We she makes me really feel included, and then all of a sudden I'll see an ad. Like, they just oh. do it anyway. <laughs> that was not what we talked about. Jade, uh, no. I appreciate uh, your opinion. As a, as a valued member of Team Cinch, thank you. However, uh, we've run it up the flagpole, and we've decided to do the opposite of what you said. If, okay, you, if you, you outgrow your pants to where you have to cut them, that's when you need to call Jade, listen, down. I'm going to remind you. I want to remind yeah. you you're a guest. I'm, I just meant as an example. No, Am I at your house? Yes. Are you on my podcast? Yes. Right. So are we sort of in this, this weird my, standoff? This is my <laughs> house. Trish reminds us this is her house. Yeah, this is Trish's house. <laughs> so you might you might consider the fact that what I, I've done this forever. I've always, I hate when they that's bunch up. I asked you that question. You've done it no matter what pair of jeans that you own. I've only worn cinch my whole life. But you, but you cut them regardless yeah. of what the first is. thing before I ever put them on. Why? So it's like a weird tick. Yeah, it has to be because I'm telling, I'm telling you that Why? is the. Jordan has a weird tick called it. He cuts all of his pants. Do you know what I love when this podcast becomes about me? <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite. I do. Thing. That is that can happen though. Yeah, you I know. Don't you remember that. Cody McMinn? Yeah, oh yeah, I know Cody McMinn. He's got a. He's he has he literally he has to he knows how many times he brushes his horse's mane and tail, and has to have like three braids in the main and has to braid half the, like, I can't remember what it is, but it's something like he's got some system or he can't formula. even practice. Yeah. I, I don't know why I remember that, but I, remember I think, that I think ago. we professionals in the medical field would call that OCD. Yeah. <laughs> I'm talking, he, he won't like, he ain't running one. I'm not a real doctor. He, I just played one in a movie once. I've got a friend who has a t-shirt says I'm not, a but I'll take a look. <laughs> I sent that to Trish the other day. <laughs> we need this tea. Yeah. Boy, we have fallen all the way off of the rails. I'll take one of the <laughs> So <I'm> <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, Jade has something to say. Yeah. I don't, which one? Any of them. Do I have any weird? She said, what's my weird tick? Do you have to rope the dummy 700 times? Not anymore. <laughs> do you feel yourself, honestly, do you feel yourself kind of leveling off where you're like, I know what I can do. I don't have to, because like when you're 19 years old and you haven't proven anything, you're like trying to make your way in the world, right? So I'm you're going to spend off. extra time. What? Are we I'm leveled into off. That complacent content thing again. Garrett. It's not the same thing. Does it feel like you can maintain, you know what it takes to maintain a level of competitiveness without the like just stupid levels of commitment? Yeah. I mean, I think it gets to, I never really believed that like on the way doing it. But now if I don't, I just dig myself a hole. Like I go the other way. You know what I mean? Like you get into the trying to, you can rope it so much or rope so much that like you can't help but start thinking. And then all of a sudden now you go down the other way. Okay. So let me ask you this. And this is not an insult to anybody else, but I don't feel like healing is a, is a thinking thing. And I hear interviews and I hear you talk and it feels like you're somebody who does think. Do you feel like that thinking has gotten in your way over the years? Uh, I'm sure I've gotten in my own way more than anybody, but I do a lot of thinking outside, like not so much. I mean, obviously I, I, I don't just 
let Jesus take the wheel when I'm roping, but I'm not, I'm not like in the box thinking like, okay, do this, do this, do this, do this. I'm, but like when that I'm driving already reaction afterwards or when I'm driving or when I'm home, I think about it a lot. Like I just think about, I mean, obviously it's, I mean, if just depending on what you want to do, like I've always wanted to be, get at any edge you can get or try to, I mean, there's, everybody wants the easy way out. So figure out a way to make this easier or whatever. But, uh, I think if you do it, like when you're actually doing it, when you're actually roping, yeah, you can think yourself into a no time pretty easy, honestly. For but, people listening, uh, we now have two microphones that are three inches apart as though Trish couldn't literally lean two inches to the left and speak. We've now got two microphones. I'm guaranteeing picking up the same sound. It was removed from it's important. No, this is good. But like Jade has done it so much and roped so many steers and tried to put himself in every situation to where he doesn't have to think about it. Like once you get those fundamentals down, go do your job and Jade, don't if you overthink it. Go to the it. house. I guess we can just take it from Trish. <laughs> No, I actually, I, that made sense. Like, uh, that's a, the reason, the reason I need these guys, that's why I told her, so I'm, I'm only Trish doing this if you Jay guys are. fun right now. That's <laughs> why <laughs> I tell you, I texted her on the way here. I said, I'm only doing it if you guys stay in there. Absolutely. I'm the same. I, I love the atmosphere. Because they like know me. Friends. I, if I, just like this, I can get to talking about it and then I'll forget. And then she'll say something that makes more sense to me. Like, what is Trish's official job title at Jade Corkle Enterprises? <laughs> uh, oh, you gotta, you gotta hold the mic. Ranch manager. Like, yeah. Or, what do you, I count on her for survival most of the time. Liver in the shack. Liver in the shack. Like a universal remote. (laughs) That's actually a really good answer. Do you find yourself more and more thinking about stuff that has nothing to do with team roping? As, like, you mean, like, in general? As you go along, you've been doing this for a while. Yeah, I never think about team roping anymore. What do you think about? Uh... Don't weaken. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, th- I obviously still, I still think about team room, but not like I used to. Like, I mean, now with my kids and just, I mean, just life, basically, I, I got a lot of stuff, other stuff going on. And, like what? Uh, well, I, I'm not taking any credit for it. I've just been helping. Gold but buckle barrel beer. horse breeding is now a big part of my life. So what? For real? Yeah. Like, for like real. what? Well, uh, Zoe has, she's. Okay. Tell people who Zoe is. She's my fiance. Is there a date? Uh, like to get married? No, hell no. This is, this is, this is a yeah. theoretical. I'm, I'm trying to do two things. I'm trying to secure an invite to the cinch party. <laughs> and, and, too, and it's really hard for me to crash your wedding if I don't have a date. Yeah. We're working on that. I actually, I actually do want to have. I think a wedding would be really fun to have one. So we're actually going to do that. Where's she from? She's from uh, Brenham. Okay, <laughs> Texas. <laughs> At least I give a say. Most time you ask people where they're from, they say, "Oh, the valley." The valley. Oh, Mexico. That's awesome. Yeah. So she's into the, she's in the, the dog is joining us. Yeah, she actually she's pretty. She has a pretty high. End breeding program, and she's done really good. Do you knows. literally just said high end breeding, but I, I'm assuming that's not what you meant. Not in breeding. No high end. High end. Yeah, high like, end. She's done really well not for herself. High what kind of? All joking aside, like what kind of horses? What are you talking about? Well, like she's like right now we have six on the ground 
that are bred to like uh, get a goodbye lane, BHR, Frenchie socks, uh, Epic Leader, barrel horse type stuff. Yeah, like she sells them in utero and yearlings, like at those pink buckle sale and stuff. And she actually the she sold last year the horse that Stevie Hillman rode at the NFR, the Sorrel that fell down with her. Uh, she was like the leading barrel futurity horse here before. That was her horse. She sold it last year to. Uh, when when you're when you're invested at that level, does barrel racing become more interesting? A little bit, but it's honestly the part I like the most about it is it's you're not even involved in the barrel rate. You're in and out before you even throw them a flake of hay. Like right, other than the yearlings, you know what I mean. But the ones that like she's got people call her every day wanting to buy something out of that mare that was the mom to. She owns the mare that uh, that sand in my socks is out of and there's people that call that just want they want what's embryos a, they want what's an embryo you don't have to tell me details with y'all's deal but like on average what is a really good embryo in the barrel horse world worth well one out of that mare i know she's either priced or sold for like seventy thousand. Jeez. Oh yeah. i was talking to, i was at Haley kinsel's earlier and she was talking about that they've never done embryo stuff out of sister but that eventually as they don't want to shorten that horse's career, right? right? Get all the good out of it. But the the line of people looking for embryos, and I feel like that's a relatively new thing. I don't remember, as a kid, I don't remember people talking about embryos. Everything was about the stud. Right. So is that... Well, that's Honestly, that's what I've I've learned the most is, because I used to be the same way, just didn't, I mean, just know what you hear and think you know everything, but I don't know anything. It's, to, I've learned that it's so much more the mare than the stud that... Like I've, I've had a like pretty, not that I was prideful about it, but I just thought I knew more than I did. And I didn't realize I didn't know shit about it, but I'm open my, like, I like learning. It's honestly pretty intriguing to learn about it and kind of just figure out like, cause I, cause I'm, it's always been interesting to me. Like what makes what, like, why, why is this horse good? Or why is this horse good? So when you're, you, you're leaving, you're leaving St. Paul, your 4th of July is over. You're headed to wherever's next is this the type of breeding type thing that you think about or is it completely off horse topic altogether? Wait, is this what I think about when I leave there? Yeah. No, I, I might, I might think about it now, but I mean, I've never thought, I've never thought about the breeding. That's what I've always been. A guy who's like, just a good horse is a good horse, but I'm talking about the horse that's you see at the rodeo. It's 10 years old. Like yeah. these horses, people are wanting them. I, I don't know if it's crazy or not to think. I mean, I, to me personally, even knowing a little bit, I know I could never pay that for something that's not even born yet, dude. Seventy thousand. You know, because you're on a. What are things you could buy? What are things in the world a person could buy for seventy thousand dollars? Brand new pickup. Well, yeah, but and but you're not even. <laughs> yeah. Strip down one. If I buy one. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm rich and I drive super nice trucks because I'm a rodeo announcer. I'm saying like the average person driving a truck. Well, I mean, if I if I buy one right now, I'm forty before it's even. <laughs> Able to do anything. Absolutely. So yeah, you're like way a, out in the future. Yeah, you're on at least a four or five year plan. So well, what happens when what like you buy one and then fast forward, there's something new, like fashionable or fun by then. Right. That's that's the part that to me is really intriguing is knowing what's coming. Like knowing, hey, being able to, to be pick able to out, hey, this corner. is this horse is about to be the next big one and get in while while they're still like the goodbye lane, this they're whatever they are, twenty five grand or 20 grand to even breed to them. 
<clears throat> but what about so from a team roping perspective? Because obviously, like we're doing a little bit of charity stuff and like showing some horses. I've got customers buying horses, selling horses. The Wickenburg thing has been great, right? It's been so good for business because there's always somebody looking for a horse, no matter what kind of horse it is. There's a customer for that in Wickenburg. How much of the the team roping horse thing are you interested in being a part of? I have honestly, I've, I've thought about it a lot. I it looks. Trish yeah, says I, you bought I actually one. did. Yeah, I got. What'd this is the last time I drank. Was that the? He, he, <laughs> he bought a rope horse prospect at the Pink Buckle Sale. Yeah, me and me and my at the compadre William sale. Myers. <laughs> oh, Billy. actually, yeah, we bought. A, it's he's a three year old. He's actually a horse that he he raised him or whatever. Sold him. He knew he was coming to the sale, and I guess he liked him from the start. And he does. He rode around really good. I watched him go at the sale a little bit stuff. So me and Billy went partners on him. Um, With the intent of what? Riding him for yourself? Riding or like, selling? Yeah, for to ride him at the fraternities like next year and stuff. And uh, but he Do you uh, just love that though? Like when, do you stay up at night loving it that much, or is it just something you might do as a casual thing? I honestly I I I like if I was gonna do it for me personally. I would want to ride them just long enough to get them good and sell them. And right. I, I like bringing them along, but I would, if I get a good one long enough and I think he's really good, then I'm going to be wanting to rodeo again. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I think, man, this horse is badass, then I'm going to want to ride it and not yeah, sell it. You know right. what I mean? So, so is that more gratifying to you to train one and see somebody else do well or to train one and then, and then like well, yourself? Honestly, do that's well. a good question. Is I've, I've really never done that. Anything I've trained I've, has just been mine or, you know what I mean? Or, or I've, Bought, bought a young one and that was semi-trained like the the yellow i got now he was really green when i bought him but wasn't didn't know nothing you know who'd, I mean? he, who'd he come from uh a kid named lane cooper i just met lane cooper who was it slick robinson's who yeah. is that what's that who is that uh yeah you probably met him at six at slicks probably he, he's just a kid from no, back I'm not here telling you probably like i'm telling you i for sure met him at slicks the other day <laughs> oh i thought 100% you did know. i can confirm yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that was him. No, he's just a kid from back here. He he ropes pretty good. He heads and heels pretty good. But he's he's actually he's sold a few. Like he's had a few good ones that people have bought. And do you go back to the same guy? Like when you buy one and you're like, man, this horse worked. Do you go back to that same guy, or are you just looking in general for one that fits? Honestly, I've I haven't had much of a a system like that other than just trying to find the best horse. You know what I mean? I. Uh, Okay, yeah, that's one of the things that stands out to me is that you're – I think about, like, Kevin Durant. He's a fan of basketball. When you listen to Kevin Durant, he loves basketball. He loves what came before him. You can tell, like, that guy is all about basketball. He's playing basketball because he loves the sport. You, more than anybody else that I know, talk about the sport of healing, and, like, you remember what was good, and you remember the guys that were coming before you. Like, when you hear Jade Corkill speak, it's this sense that you are, like, excited to be a part of something that you were into before you got into it. Am I yeah, that right? No, I, yeah, I think so. I mean I'm I'm a history guy. Like I which just just with anything, I mean like I just respect especially I I always have, but then now like going through it myself and then knowing what it was like back that like a few years before I, I ever went or even longer, how hard it was and how much those guys rodeoed, like I just have a lot of respect for you have to want to do it. Like there's no Who was who was the first horse? Because you, you've owned what? Switchblade? Jackal? What are some of the other like Ice classes? Cube, Caveman. Uh, those are probably the four. I mean. When you think about like being a fan of heel horses, 
what was the first one, even like as a kid, that you watched? So you're like, man, that that Iceman, Iceman. Yeah, that was that was the one. Like when I was real young, I remember Iceman, Ike, thinking, or remember thinking Ike was awesome. Uh, well, and for a long time, like he didn't yeah, just he ride him for a yeah a year. And to me, that's why. Like, I, there's been some there's been some great horses that people don't even remember because I think. To me, to be great like that for horse wise, especially they got to go, they got to go the distance. You know, I, mean? I think they got to go have some longevity. You know, what yeah. I mean? to be considered that because there's a lot of great ones that go a couple years or one year, and then get crippled or they just peter off or get crippled. But the ones that grind it out like the people do, you know what I mean? Those yeah. are the ones that that are my favorite. You know, just because you, you know how tough they got to be to. Like Switchblade, Switchblade could barely he if he could barely walk across the parking lot, you could back him in the box and run a steer on him. He'd feel just like he did if he was sound. Like he was, he's been. Ice Cube was what would have been probably like that. I don't. He was never sore. He was just that type. Of, I mean, and he happened? was a Mustang. What was the end of his road? Uh, he he died actually last year. The short round day at Cheyenne, he was here, uh, and we got called that day that he died. Are you down to retire one? Because I hear people say, like, I don't want one to get old on my place because it's hard. Like, it's hard. It is to hard, I've, which I've, I've done it to all of them. Our Jackal I sold to Jim, and he had him. But Switchblade, uh, he lived right across the street over here at Kelly's. Kelly. Uh, Kelly Hortz right here on the corner, the Stephenville Chuck and Trailers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, is that kind of an honor? Is it In a weird way, is that kind of an honor to get one that's had such a like an amazing career? Did you get to be there at the end of it, like where you're taking care of them when they're not? Or is that something you were like, man, I'm going to sell this one? I heard, I, I'm basing that on this. I've, I heard Trevor talk about Texaco. Like Texaco was such a feature, right, with Trevor, and then he got old and like watching him not be able to get up and like, man, I'm never going to do that again. Right. Would you rather sell one and have them go on and have a few years left? Or are you like, man, I'm, you did so much for me, I'm going to keep you here? I get pretty attached to them, honestly. I, I, mean, I know I shouldn't probably, but those, those four horses were. Like I, I sold Jackal because like I, he, I mean, I was attached to him too, but I only, I had him for a little over a year and a half, I guess. Isn't and that weird? Cause it seems like you were such a big part of his story. Yeah. You would think it'd be longer than a year and a half. I know, it, it seemed a fairly like short I, I, period. it felt like I had him longer too, but I bought him the right before the NFR in 2012. And then I sold him, I guess I read him all the next year. I had him all the next year. And then I sold him right after. Or that next winter of 14, I guess. So, like, it was like a year and What was the half. thinking behind actually selling him? Well, honestly, he – so, I th- I thought I was crazy when I did it. And I'll just I'm – not, I'm not a guy that's – I don't hide what I paid for a horse. I'm not scared to say what I paid for a horse or not – or sell him for or whatever. I don't care. So, Jackal was 22, they thought, when I'm fixing yeah. to, pro- to buy him before the NFR. And he wanted 60000 for him. And that was Michael Jones? Yep. And at that point leading up, I never paid anything like that for a horse. But I, Had you rode him at that point? Uh, yeah, I had rode him uh, the year before that. Travis stayed at, Travis Tran stayed at my house during Reno, and Michael wasn't out there yet. And he told Travis he wanted me to, whatever Travis practiced, he wanted me to ride Jackal that week or whatever before he got out there. So I'd practiced on him, but I'd never rode him at a rodeo or anything. Was it just instantly like first run Jackal was Jackal or did it take you a minute? Uh, no, he was, he felt, he was good. I went right to it on him. He and actually, I, I rode him the first rodeo. I rode him, I took him, uh, 
I was in the Columbia River circuit that year. I rode with Jack Fisher at Redmond before the NFR, and that was the first rodeo that I rode him at. And uh, we won second in the average, and then I went to the NFR. And, but my thinking behind it, like I just had in my head, I was like, for whatever stupid reason, I was like, man, if I, I just feel like if I get this horse, I'm going to get a gold buckle. And in my head, I was like, I would, I would give whatever I'm going to win there for a gold buckle when I was over. I'd give that, it back. Real quick, not to interrupt, that. When I say someone that's a fan of the sport, something that means more than money is like your place in history in this sport that you've been a part of forever. I don't know that there's very many people that would say and actually mean what you just said, which is the money's not important to me. I want to go buckle because of what it means. Right. Well, I, I was just at that time I, I was, I had a chance for it. I was like third or fourth going in. Who are you up with that year? Uh, with Jiggers and caveman. I rode caveman literally all year. He won heel horse of the year that year. And he got hurt. Honestly, the, he started acting weird. Yeah, he, he started acting weird at uh, Hermiston. And I rode him through the U.S. finals before I – even when I took him to the vet to get looked at, he passed the flex test, everything, and ended up had two hind – both hind suspensories were torn. And never limped, never nothing. Just – just I would undo his halter to bridle him, and he would wheel around from the trailer and take off across the parking lot. Like, just started being <laughs> kind of weird, you know what I mean? And uh, so anyway, or long – Kind of so you're track, riding, you're riding the horse of the year. You get off of him to get on Jack. This was, yeah. So I rode him through the U.S. finals and realized, like, hey, there's something. This ain't good. And I didn't really have anything else at the time. And I just was trying to rack my brain. I'm like, what, what horse can I just get on and go to the NFR and think I'm gonna have a chance? And Jackal just popped. I, I hadn't seen Jackal for. I don't know if Michael didn't Michael and Jackal sort of disappear for a while. Yeah, was, I hadn't seen him for probably a year. He went. I remember he went home. The last place I'd seen him was like Greeley the year before. Fun fact, real quick. Do you know who owns TeamRoping.com? I don't. Michael Jones. Michael Jones owns TeamRoping.com? He owns TeamRoping.com. I would just like to throw something in here. Garrison, Jordan didn't know near this much about announcing when we were on his podcast. He's way more invested in Team Roping. Listen, if you guys don't I'm mind, can you Philly. tell me about the fan base of the of rodeo announcers out there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I'm a fan. We're, we're kind of a big deal. I, I, I want to ask know. a really dumb Listen, question. Listen, I had a Randy Corley poster in my bedroom when I was like, <laughs> Did you have the Doug Mathis, Mathis pills? In Shout your, out Cleaver, uh, Texas. Doug <laughs> Mathis, The truckers love it. Uh, truckers so, love it. <laughs> hey, so, guys, so I'll, I'll ask a really stupid. Has there ever been a point where, like, you, you put a horse's career and success – over your own, uh, is that a, is that a thing for team ropers and people that have the horses and their success? Wait, you're like smart. Well, <laughs> Where did this come from? Uh, more more than like a pretty horse, face. The horse is better than the guy. But like, yeah, like, have you ever have you ever thought that? Hey, hey, this horse could go on to win horse of the year. This horse could go on to be Hall of Fame inductee. Or you know, has there ever been a point where you've thought that for anything you've had or, or your friends? Or, I mean, have, is that uh, something honestly, that comes it, up? It, I will say. It pissed me off that Switchblade didn't win Horse of the Year. He won, I know he won second in 2007 when when Al had him. And then I don't, I know Al didn't put him up a couple times. Why would he not? I, honestly, I don't really know. I just, I mean. I'm, Am I the only one that thinks it's stupid you should have to nominate a Horse or Horse of the Year? Yeah. Like, shouldn't shouldn't you just be able a lot to of pick times who forget, you think the like, best one is? Yeah. There, and I wish it was only the top 25 vote. And I, I'm sure some of them forget to vote. If they, like, I don't. We're about to introduce you to the companies that make this podcast possible. What do Caleb Driggers, Ren Richard, Haven Medjid, Shelby Beaujolais all have in common? They all feed beet pulp. 
I'm with Brian Edwardson, president of Unbeatable Feeds. It's highly digestible, all natural, low sugar. I feed it to my horses. I'm telling you, I can notice an absolute difference quick. It took me, my horses a week before I could see the difference it was making. Give it a try. Your horse will thank you. Anywhere that you have a tractor supply, you can get it. You can add a subscription. They will get it to you anywhere in the country. Unbeatable Feeds. Check them out at the website. www.unbeatablefeeds.com We live in one of the hottest real estate markets in the Western industry here in Wickenburg. It can be confusing. I know the people from out of town go, okay, where does everything happen? What's in the middle of things? What's the dark side of the moon? Let me tell you, Erin Freeman, she's not only a friend, she is an absolute professional in the real estate industry. You can find her at Erin Freeman Properties on Facebook. You can check her out at erinfreeman.realtor on Instagram and TikTok. Here's what I like about Erin. She is from a team roping family. She understands that when you call and say you're looking for arena, you don't mean a riding pin. When you say I'm looking for something with stalls, it doesn't mean four panels chained together. She understands the industry, but she also understands the, the, the lifestyle. One of the things I'll say about Erin, like I said, not only is she great, I don't know if she'd want me saying this, she also kind of keeps her finger on the rental industry too. So if you're looking for a rental, maybe not officially, but I can tell you she knows where it's at. She's also brutally honest. She will tell you exactly what's happening in the industry. If you're too high, if you're too low, if what you're looking for is achievable, if she has in her inventory what you're looking for, you will get an honest assessment from somebody who not only understands what you're looking for, but where to find it. Check her out, Aaron Freeman. Top 25 vote. And I, I'm sure some of them forget to vote. If they, like, I don't, I don't think guys, if they, you don't put your horse up, a lot of times they probably don't even, or I don't even know if they vote. Or some guys will call their buddies and tell them to vote. And that's why I've never want like I've never been like, hey, I'm gonna call and ask somebody to vote for my horse. Like I've just th- put him out there and that, you, that's but a- 2014 switchblade didn't even place and that I, I mean it shouldn't probably but it diminishes if, when I'm in my award. when I'm in my room at night that one pissed me off it because we went in the, we went in the lead that year he was I rode him everywhere I mean I rode him all year he wasn't 100 percent sound stayed good all year won the average won the like won everything that year and he didn't even place in the top three so i mean that's to me that was just but at the same time do you feel like in that you're like maybe i should have called maybe i should have tried for his sake no just because of the i I wouldn't want it to be like that i wouldn't want to win it because i called uh, yeah i just same same thing on our side of the street if you have to ask for votes it's not the same right do people do that yeah. yeah Absolutely. Did I see Whoa, that? hold, pause. People will call and be like, will you please vote for me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I get face, I get Facebook messages from other contract personnel saying, hey, sure would appreciate your vote for XX of the year. So when you hear that, you're like, okay, I don't want to be that guy. But at the same time, you got a horse that was for sure. I, I, have, I have sent a couple texts to people in the top 25 that I knew wouldn't saying, hey, if you don't mind, remember to vote. Like, yes. not, yeah, hey, not do not, yeah. don't yeah. even. Since I'm texting you, don't even vote for my horse. But if you right. don't mind remembering, just to remember vote to vote. All. Yeah, just to vote. Because I don't think everybody votes. I know everybody doesn't vote. There, yeah, I agree with that. There's a difference in asking to vote for me and asking just to vote, period. Because right. the heel horse deal, you got to give three votes. You give your first, second, and third choice. And so I think a lot of guys think, oh, if I vote for this, well, dummy vote this. You know what I mean? I, I think that. Ha- I mean, and I'm not. I shouldn't even be saying this stuff because it's not that big a deal. But. It is a big deal if they win it. You know what I mean? Like, well, I'll tell you this. So, like, from my own perspective, I honestly thought Andrew Ward's Bay head horse last year, run for run, was the most fun head horse to watch, honestly. And he rode him everywhere. And he did. Mm-hmm. Lightning lets a lot of guys on. I've got a personal tie to the gray horse. For me, at a selfish level, it was great for me that he won. You know, Tanner Tomlinson won a bunch of money. I think Clay won some money on him. 
uh, Dustin Eggeskis. So a lot of the guys that had placed on that horse were in the top 15. It just worked out that horse got the votes. It absolutely benefited my actual life. It wasn't like a little trophy to put on the wall. Like when I'm trying to to ride outside horses or you know the the living that I make in the industry, it actually did make a giant difference. Right. I could have also ar- argued, was that the best horse? Depends on how you measure it. Because if it's how many people benefited from that horse, I thought the gray horse won it. Right. And I, I think that matters too. Like that's that's the other thing. I I think that guys that now like guys that ride their horse and do good. You kind of owe that that's, guy a vote, right? Like if it's well, all, I mean, I just think that says equal. a lot for because a lot of there's been a lot of I've had like Ice Cube, probably the best one I've ever had for me, and not a lot of other people did get on it. Like, not that he did, not that he worked bad. He was just a he was just kind of a one man horse, and right. so what was the story on that horse? Uh, he was actually just a, a wild horse came out of Oregon. Buster Bain bought him at the sale yard in Terrebonne, and as like a weanling, and then Sam Willis had him. For like a couple years. Do you have papers? No. He just get, literally came in on a truck. Just to kill the horse, yeah. like a loose pin. And uh, why would Buster buy that horse? I don't. I guess they. I've I've heard that he would buy some like weanlings sometimes, or like something that looked decent or whatever. Which I mean, he literally his front feet came out of the same hole and his front feet turned out like that. And had somebody's like, I gotta have that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who is and the guy that starts him like tracking a sled? Like from the very well, I don't know if I don't know if Sam was a guy or he he sold him to Wade Bunn, California. That's who I got him from. And he was supposedly five or six when I got him. So probably Sam somewhere in there had some. Probably Sam influence. yeah, I did something. I mean but he dude, he was so terrible when I bought him. I bought him for five thousand bucks and he would he was bad in the box. Like no cow whatsoever. If a cow came at him, you're going the other way. Like not just literally got trained to an object, and that's why he was so good. He wouldn't get too close because he was scared of him. Yeah, yeah. Just straight, one hundred percent object. Just so repetition. What was your, so what was your investment in that horse? Because that doesn't sound like something that a guy would be like, "Man, here I go." I had nothing else at the time. My horse at the U.S. Open. I was fifteen when I bought him. It was at the U.S. Open in Reno, and I had a black at the time, and he got hurt at the Open, and. I ended up getting on uh, Ross Gosney, let me on a horse of his there, finished the U.S. Open, and then Wade was just, I'd been, I knew Wade and stuff when I was a kid, and he just told me, he said, hey, man, I got, I don't know what, if you're looking or what you're looking for, but he said, I got one, a green one that's, he goes, he feels like he, when he does good, he feels like he could be good one day, but he's kind of a shithead, whatever, blah, blah, told me the story and uh, told me what he wanted, and I literally had nothing, so I said, yeah, send him over, and I'll definitely try him, and how long after that date were you like, man, this is the right move? <laughs> it was a while. I, he, honestly, it was kind of, I mean, it's hard to even say now because it was one of those deals where I, I probably only bought him because I was, I was 15. I was, I was going to buy him no matter what he did. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. He I'm, had to I'm, make I'm it. buying my own money. I'm using my own money and looking at this horse. Like, of course I'm going to buy him no matter what he does. Right. And, uh, I remember I had a high school rodeo two weeks after I bought him. And we did two a days to try to get ready for the high school rodeo. Did you Change. feel like if you just kept him so freaking tired, he would get better? That's already what, like when, I mean, when, at that stage of my life, when I could go to Taylorsville, California and jackpot all weekend by the second day or third day, he was awesome. And so you would feel like his good was good. He, he, he was badass. When he did good, he was badass. And then he would, he might just not turn in or might, <laughs> might start. Yeah, just, he just was not that broke. I mean, just... It blows my mind. It blows my mind that a horse like that gets a chance. 
Because today, horse does that. Oh, anyway. I would never give him a chance today. Just get rid of him. You he, know, there's some ice cubes out there in the world that just never get to get to that. I would practice on him, dude. So that time, I would go to Brandon Beers' house in the summer. We'd go to amateur rodeos. And I had a buckskin that I'd got from Rocky Carpenter. And that was like my good horse at the time. And then I had him. And I would rope until nobody else wanted to rope. Right. Like that was just. And literally one day. I, I actually I'd given up on him at one point and I was like, I'm, I can't do this anymore. I'd be double handed down the arena. <laughs> like he'd be in the right lead, just lunging and then dive in there. Runs over the cow once at Brandon's falls down with me, like just terrible. And I ended up turning him out for like a month. Buckle beer. And cause Brandon had another horse that I was riding a little bit. And so I just would ride the bucks in that one. And literally when I got him back in from that month, he was never bad again. Just this is weird. so encouraging. I've got a six-year-old right now that his good is good. Sure. And I'm Jordan like, wait a minute. I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, baby. Mind you, this is 20 years ago, and that's the only one I've had that's been like that. No, 20 years ago. Don't, don't ruin this for me if you don't mind. Like, <laughs> if you don't have, mind, just let me have my moment. We also have Durango that is fantastic, and Jade hates him. Would He's, you like to expand? Define fantastic. <laughs> Which one is this? Uh, he he's, doesn't buck me off. He's, tri- oh, I mean, Trish heads on. That's, that's the perfect, she heads on him, so he's great. <laughs> yeah. Women, Precisely. right? We've got some videos that I can show you how great he really is. <laughs> so now, though, like rodeo. He is great. You can tie him to the tree by his front foot and leave him for a week. He won't get tangled up. You can't whip him away from the tree. <laughs> you, you know he's good if you can't hurt him. You, oh, hey, dude. he's all, he's, he's like a unicorn. He is all natural healing. He cut his leg, jump. He tried to run for me one time, jumps a panel. I thought he broke his leg off. Still wouldn't let me catch him. <laughs> well, he was in a lane, so I get him. I don't Cornered. know if people like this. Well, I paneled him off for three days, no food or water, and because he, he wouldn't let me catch him. And unless I was trying to catch him, he was laid down. I thought he was bleeding out. Healed 100% fine. Wait. No no medicine, no veterinary <laughs> the, care. The worst experience of my life is Jade bought these Zeboos last year. Pause. F- Where did you find them? Cody Snow. Shout and out Cody Snow. I snorkel. Team Snorkel. I snorkel. finally get this one caught. Like I can't catch them. What do they mean? And I get this. Uh, no, they're not mean. They just they're they haul ass. This but this one. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I get this one caught. Well, we don't go to the strip and shoot. So I step off to get my rope off. And ruined the whole day. Oh. And I've got Durango and I go to get my rope off and this Zebu kind of pops up and it scared me. Well, Durango pulls back and gets away from me and gets behind, like, the hitching post in the arena. And he's got his rein around his front foot. And he goes to jump over the hitching post where Champ... His he good, sounds awesome, Jade. I'm with you. His good gray is tied, and Jade just ropes him by the front foot and, like, gets him down. And Probably like, saves his life. And he's like, get your reins off of his foot. And I'm just I was like, worried about the reins breaking, not the horse's leg breaking. <laughs> like, oh, he's indestructible, but my reins, however. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, if he, get, if he has, a, he's the, he will play cat and mouse. He's the smart, smartest, dumbest horse in the world, man. But I do, I mean, he's, he literally can take, there's no telling. I've never seen him get tired. I've, I started just tripping steers on him. You can head, he'll bust on him. Honestly, the more you run on him, the faster he gets. I'm, guys, <laughs> I'm telling you, I've got a six-year-old right now. I just sold his half-brother to Brenton Hall. He wants to do it. Okay, guys, if I, like, we're, we're working. If you guys could just... I'm sorry, do you not want us to speak right now, or 
Is this your podcast? I'm trying to tell you about a potential <laughs> for someone listening to this podcast to own maybe the next Ice Cube based no. on the information I've been giving. Well, Durango's not for sale. Because I, I just told us He's not, and that's because nobody would want to buy him. That's why he's not for sale. Yeah, he's not, he's not for sale because why bother? This horse is the same thing. If you can keep him really, really tired, he's good. And same thing. I'm riding a bunch of outside horses. I don't have time to give him the time he needs, but I swear. I swear it's the same thing. Like, his good is like, did you just feel that? Like, when it's good, it's so exciting. Right. I could understand why somebody that owned that horse is 15 years old that only had that horse. I, I own that horse. I got him right now. I just need some dumb high schooler to buy him. Can we go back to Jade talking about he was steer roping? Are you going to make a run at the tight event championship qualification? I don't know. How's your bulldog in? Yeah. I don't know if my ankle can do it again. I would like yeah. to do it. Hmm. State champion. Yeah. Where? Actually, hey. where? Nevada. You know, Garrison works the lazy. He can maybe help you out. Hey, I'll, I got a capital story for you. Brandon Beers can vouch for me. Fossil oh, and we Oregon. know some people. At you know Fossil Oregon. I got the all around. I got the all around buckle from Fossil Oregon one time. Had to beat Ty Holly in the calf rope, and he was eight eight. I was eight seven. Got <laughs> Hell yeah. A, it is a the all around buckle at Fossil Oregon. Is hey, I would tell you right now, Ty Holly's a real calf roper. Yeah. So I, I, to have beat him by one tip. I'm not saying I was a real calf roper. Is it in the shape of a dinosaur? It's bad. It's a three-piece buckle, and yeah. all it has on it is a cougar and a turquoise stone. You freaking yeah. bet. Yeah. That sounds like the buckle maker had some extra parts. And like, what do you want to put on this? I don't know. I got a cougar. I don't even know if it says fossil Oregon. It just literally has a cougar and a it turquoise, cougar and turquoise fact, stone. Fun fact, I went to school in fossil Oregon for a little while. That sounds like a badass next, buckle. Next fun fact is there is a Jade Corkill Day in, is it the state of Nevada? I don't know. At least Churchill County. <laughs> you have a Jade Corkill Kirkle, Day in Churchill. What? Yeah, December 19th. Did you I have think. to, like, cut a ribbon or? No. I told yeah. you, why are universal you, why are remote. You diving in on his episode. Try talking shit about hey, me. universal remote is on point. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> what is the, what is the date? Is, is there a cash out. incentive? December 19th. I don't think. Is that your birthday? No. How'd they just arbitrarily? It was just after the NFR, I guess. When I got, the that state, was just the day that we went. The, uh, the countywide tax all goes to his bank account. <laughs> For that nice. day? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Even just that day, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did that call go? Who, who, call, uh, who called you on Jade Corkill Day? The mayor. The mayor. The, the mayor casual. He was like, hey, uh, what's up? This is Jade. What's no, up? No, they just did They just did it like for, because it was the. It's an audio podcast, not a video podcast. They did it the, the second year that I won the world. And okay. so they just did it just like a, like a recognition Nobody deal just for being from there and doing good, I guess, or whatever. In your mind. It's one of. You're kind of a big deal. Pause. You kind of are. Jessica, calm down. Churchill County. Thank you. Unlike unlike the the dumbass that was bragging about being two time earlier, he is a big deal. Garrett was calling himself two time. Garrett kept calling himself two time. You're right. If you the honest, the two ways to make me uncomfortable are cats and talking about anything I've done. Cats. You don't like. I don't like cats. And now we're there. What about cats? Cats need. I wish cats would die. Cats can die. Do you know that in Australia? Would, they, I, that is true. Listen, this is a true story. <laughs> it's, a, it's like a thing where my like my actual like my friends actually know they won't even mess with me back. I, I punched my own mother in the face over a cat. She tried to mess with me. That's how I know that I'm a friend of Jade Corkle. Is like I do know that cats. It, it becomes a life and death situation. This is real. Care. This is a true story. In Australia, they took over to the point they had to like start hiring people to come shoot cats. I actually watched that. I would be into that. Have you heard about the? Yeah, I Have think so. Have you heard so. about the great jackrabbit roundups around Texas and everything? No, this feral, the feral cat thing in Australia is real. Well, this jackrabbits eat everything. Can you imagine yeah. the, we talked about like, the emu the wars in, in New, New Zealand? 
Yeah. Well, I don't know about the cat roundups, but so cats and your achievements. I mean, what not clown. right now. We're talking about Jade, but okay. So uh, sorry. Back on Jade. the cat thing has just been a thing. That's what been, is it about talking about your achievements? Why? I don't. I just don't. I don't know. It's. I don't even know how to honestly explain it. I don't. It doesn't. Like when I see somebody, like when I was growing up, like the guys that I looked up to, like Champ and stuff. Like when you look at stuff on paper, like those guys are my hero. Like I think it's the baddest ass thing in the world. And then. Now, if I look at myself on paper at the same kind of, it's like, I don't know, it just makes you feel, because that's not why I do it. That's not why I did it. Okay, but but honestly, when you look at your stats on paper and their stats on paper, objectively, surely you can look at yourself and go, yeah, that, I'm kind of that. Well, I guess, well, I guess a better way to put it, like, to me, stats don't make me any better of a person than anybody else. Like, I don't, I don't think, because that's when people talk to me about it or, like, when I'm somewhere and people come up to me and, like, like oh, that's Jade Corgill. I feel like that's they think that because of what I won. Looking outside the arena versus then inside. Yeah. Yeah, right. like yeah, I just think about normal I mean I'm normal dude fouling about I'm right. Like not a He never tried to be who he is. Right? Will you ever outgrow that? Or is I, it I, mean, I didn't I like, don't we I never did, wait, wait, I never wait, was wait. like, you know what, I want to win the world. So that's where you were going? Let me see. We got the plaque. I'm going to need you to see this. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I was never like, I want I want to be announced as a world champion. Or, like, I want them to list my stuff when, when I'm back in the box. You didn't want people to talk about it. Yeah, I wanted to. I mean, just for my, because for me, it was just a personal thing. Like, I just wanted to win just personal reasons, not for. So on your proclamation of Jade Corkill Day, 13 times it says the word, whereas. Yeah, it is. <laughs> that's, that's how you know it's legit. In your day-to-day life, how many times have you used the word whereas? Just whenever I read that, probably that day. <laughs> 13 <laughs> times. Whereas, whereas. Depends on how illegal it needs to and be. And then it ends with, now therefore. Now therefore. I, Ken Tedford, shout out Ken Tedford, Jr., mayor, the city of Fallon, do proclaim December 19th, 2013. That's been a while. There's been a Jade Corkill yeah. day now for 10, 10 years. years. In witness whereof, <laughs> I have hereunto. What is this? <laughs> I don't know how they get to write this stuff. Hold on, guys. I'm not done. <laughs> Set my hand and affixed the official seal of the city of Fallon. The, the official seal of Fallon. This 19th day of December 13th. And he signs it. I, how about that? The weird part was, so I, I think we're just going in there to meet with him and he's going to give me this deal. And like, there was a ton of people there. One of the whereas is Jade attended school in Fallon, played Little League, and participated in youth rodeo when he decided to rodeo best. When he decided he liked rodeo best. So your Little League baseball made the Jade Corkill day. Were you good at it? Side note. Side note. I made the all-star team stuff. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does this strike the cat achievement conversation when you talk Ooh. about your baseball achievements, or is that different? <laughs> oh, baseball. I mean, it's different. It's, I wasn't... He says not into the mic where no one can hear. <laughs> whereas, whereas Jay joins an elite group of only four native Nevadans who have won world titles in PRCA's 77 year history. Fun fact, name the other three. Al Hooper. Who? Al Hooper, Randon yeah. Adams, Joe okay. Marvel. Huh? Who's well, Joe Marvel? Bear, uh, Sour Bronco. Never heard of her. Never heard of Joe Marvel? Lefty Holmes. It's like the Sultan of Swat in the yeah. Sour Bronco. But no, here's my point. I didn't think you. I knew that. Oh. But here's my point. Most of the time when you see somebody in the arena, they don't have fan status awareness. Usually fan status awareness is reserved for the guy sitting in the seats. No. So to take someone, this is what I'm saying about Kevin Durant. 
when you take somebody that's like genuinely a fan of it and then put them in the arena, there's an authenticity to that. Right. That I think like, oh, you're kind of like That us. could be why it makes me uncomfortable too. I'm a rodeo fan. Right. He knows more about rodeo than so, I think you would actually ever even question. What was the first year Cody Old won a world championship? 2003. 1997. You're 0 for 1. I think he's an all around championship. No, won a world championship. He won it in 97? Calf roping. Wasn't it? Or 0-1 was his first all-around championship. Yeah, 0-1. I only think reason, all the only reason I know that is because I was like a complete nerd about calf roping, and that was the only event in rodeo as far as I was concerned when I was a kid growing up. Like, I love calf roping more than life itself. Did I you didn't... learn about the reality of Cody Ol? Cody, I love Cody Ol. There's the still, record. to this day, there is still nobody that created that sort of atmosphere when he would walk in. If you ask me what my favorite my greatest memory of rodeo will be, it'll be, I would say getting to watch Trevor in Texaco and Cody Ole in Pearl. That's the two things that I've absolutely watching Cody Ole do some of the shit he's done in July. He took people Luke. don't even understand people unless they've seen it and they still might not. People don't even understand. He took Luke who everybody had kind of given up on the horse kind of Chris Libert had that everybody kind of gave up on when Cody got him. He not only wins horse of the year, by Salinas, he's not even wearing a jerk line on him. Yeah. And placed it like 22 out of 25 rodeos or something like that on a horse. And he people, went to 25, probably. <laughs> yeah, makes the finals, making almost zero rodeos. Yeah. Um, is that is that a life lesson of like, because that guy, there's no, there's not going to be anybody like that guy. He's kind of like. I mean, I'm, I don't, I mean, borderline, like I'm jealous of Cody Hill. I'm jealous of his, just the. The eye of the tiger, just his competitiveness, his, him as a competitor, nobody like him. So nobody in any event. I don't care. I'll, I'll stick my neck out there on that one. NFL, MLB, Cody, Ol. line them up. You ain't, you ain't going to jack. With I'll agree with that. Like to me, like when I think of the NFR and it's in its best generation, it's the era, like, early 2000s, tie-down roping, Cody and Fred and Trevor and Joe towards the end of his career. When those guys would go just punch for punch every night, that, to me, was the NFR. I, I always remember that night, the ninth round of 1997, when they broke their arena record three times. And you watch what that arena did and the fans, what that did, and you're like, man, this would grow the sport. There's no way to replicate that. But that night when Jeff Chapman goes 6'8", People thought the night was over, and then Jeff Chapman goes six eight, and it's just that that was the but, night that was the night that our sport spoke for itself. But that's back when they could talk shit to each other and make each other better and feed off of it. Now, if you talk shit to each other, they you get, get fined, butt hurt. Yeah, is that true? I, I don't know. Do I who's talk? your rival, Do I talk Jade? Shit? Who's your rival in team roping? <laughs> Who? Honestly, I don't have any anymore. Oh, that's anymore. so lame. Who were they? <laughs> well, honestly, I don't. I, to was me, there I don't. anybody that made your rookie year hard on you? That like little buddied you and like belittled you, or you're like, I cannot wait to beat that guy. I've I've honestly never been really like that because that, but that just goes back to like the I'm that's, it's not how I do good or how I like I'm not like oh I'm gonna kick this guy's ass like I just want to win. I mean, every, you if you enter somewhere, there's wherever we go, if there's a hundred teams entered. There's I'm one of 100 that wants to win. Trish. I know what I know what it feels like to lose. I know what it feels like to win. And it doesn't bother me. So who was it that made it hard on you? There was somebody. I know there was somebody. If like you really stopped and thought about it, who is the guy that you're like? Oh, I man, never. I, really think I honestly never thought. I, I mean, I got to beat that because I, I. Here's how I thought of it always was: if if I do if I win, I beat that guy. Cool. 
So who was the guy that that did help? Who was the guy that you're like, wow, you did not have to take time out, and you did. Thank you. Uh, Keep answering. Corey Coons. Listen to this. Hold on. Keep talking. Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no. People that helped you. He listens from the bathroom. Corey Corey Coons. (laughs) Yeah. This feels weird talking to an empty chair over there. No, you're talking to me. (laughs) All right. Yeah. Uh, Corey Coons actually lived in this house. Oh, and that, but that, but that's why. Now. That's why yeah. Corey Coons lived in this house. Because right. when I was young, he went out of his way to help me lots of times. And he didn't have to. And without me even asking. Uh-huh. Uh, Clay Cooper, Al Bach. Al Bach actually got me my first partner in Pro Rodeo was because of him. Um, you were going to make it before them. They just helped you. Well, I mean, that I was, I was, it was at the Junior World 2005. And Al was like, hey, where, where, are you, where are you going after this? It was uh, me, Spencer Mitchell, Brock Cresta, and Justin Davis all went back there together. And I said, well, we're just going back to California. And he's like, well, would you, if you had time, he goes, if I, could, if I could get Matt Tyler to come into my house and rope with you some tomorrow, would you, would you come down there? I think he'd be a good partner for you next year. And I was like, yeah, I, let me think about it yeah. or whatever. So. He calls him, so we left. We left there and drove to. It was in Enid, Oklahoma, at the time, and we drove to Millsap. And at this, at that time, it was like during. It was right, literally, Matt was leaving like that day or the next day to go to the NFR. And he came over there, and we ran like twenty steers at Al's, and he wow. was like, "Yeah, if you want to, if you want to rope next year, we'll do it." So. Did that Matt Tyler and his food orders? Hold on, real quick. Speaking Bef- of before that, before that, when he said the name Matt Tyler, did it feel like that can't be real life? Because yeah, that's what I mean. At the time, that's what I'm saying. Like at the time, I was like, oh my god, like how did this? Couldn't didn't even believe it was going on. Like till it actually happened, till I showed up, I was like, there's no, I'm not. This ain't gonna happen. Like I'm not gonna count on this happening because it ain't happening. Like, did, was there a nervousness of like, can I do this? Uh, I'm sure there was a time like more anxious than anything. Like I felt like I obviously I like I've never been like a cocky person, but you have to believe in yourself. Like I, I knew I could catch. I didn't know if I was good enough or not, but obviously I, what, what helped me the most was him saying, yeah, I'll rope. I'm like, if he's kidding. saying yes, he's going <laughs> to, yeah, I was literally 18. I was a senior in high school or going to be a senior in high school. Matt, listen, here's the deal. You're going to look over sometimes, and I'm going to be too rain, pull, too rain pulling on this horse. Well, and see, that's the funny. Look. He's the one. That's he's the one that. So when I come back here, I got three horses with me, and we. That's what I got to practice on, rope on. So I'm riding the buckskin. Well, one day we're practicing. He's like, he asked me. He's like, Hey, how come? Uh, he goes, How come you don't ride that sorrel more than you do? And I was like, Man, he's just. I don't really don't know if I could trust him. I was like, He's re- he's my best one, I and mean, he does good, but. I don't know if he's always going to do good. And he's like, well, I, I think you should ride him. I think you should start riding him. And the next place we're going is Houston. <laughs> You're and like, I'm okay, like, I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. Here we go to Houston. So long story short, I ride him at Houston. We went third, started riding him everywhere after that. Did you feel like that was the thing that locked in? Somebody else seeing him as valuable? It, yeah, I, was, I wasn't going to do it probably until – I mean, I, obviously, I rode him some. Like, I wanted to ride him, but I just – in the back of my head, I'm like, if, if, if I ride him in, he does something like – because when you're when you're that age, all you're worried about getting is getting cut. Right. right. If, I'm, if I rope a leg at the first one at Fort Worth, I'm getting cut. You know what I mean? Like. So what you're saying is somebody has a chance to buy my saw right now that's six years old that might be going through a similar experience. <laughs> and maybe really what you're saying, if I'm hearing you, is that they just need a chance. They got somebody, a chance to buy a diamond in the rough for cheap. Thank you. <laughs> that's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to help the next guy out. What was your point? 
where you felt like you made it? Has that point still come? I mean, you're 35, obviously, with your career. Was there ever a point where you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm one of the guys? I mean, I guess now, now I obviously realize I'm one of the guys, but I've never – I've never put myself above anybody. Like I've never thought, like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm one of the guys. That guy's not one of the guys. You know what I mean? Like, I don't. Unless somebody says that to me, I, I, I swear to God, I never even, it never crosses my mind. Like, what's your absolute least favorite part of this business? Like, what's the thing? Like, oh, I shouldn't talk about it. Driving. Driving. That's not real controversial though. (laughs) Trish is my best driver at zero miles logged. How's how's Trish's driver? I don't know. The only time that I've drove was home from the BFI because he flew to San Angelo and there was literally nobody else to drive. Her, so. He big dogged you and flew out. I was like, I'll see you at home. Yeah. So I think she drove home. Colby might have drove home. But is there is there any part of you that's like would take because like roping calves when young guys would come out on the road with us, it was like the first time they'd seen these rodeos or the first time they'd been somewhere and they'd get so excited that it was kind of remind you of like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like the bucking horses up at. at to take your rodeo, the all-around championship, Fossil, Oregon. First time seeing that, it's cool, but you go there enough, and you're like, okay, this kind of isn't cool anymore. Like, I've done it. Is there a part of you that feels like you'd like to break a young guy out? Or I feel I go through that with my kids now, like with Colby especially now. Like, that's how he everywhere. Like, now he's got to where, like, it doesn't – I've got to get better at this. I know i got to get better at this, of thinking of stuff like that. Because, like, at Houston – uh Zoe and her kids were there. Kelton's there. We got all this stuff going on. So I tell Colby, I'm like, hey, I got to go in here and check in and stuff. Like, do you mind getting on champ and just going, will you go warm him up for me? Which one's champ? Uh, my gray. Okay. Don't even think about him getting to ride around in there. Yeah, Next right. thing I know, he, he, I see his Instagram. He's in the heel box, took a picture, said, hopefully one day. Yeah, he's like, what are you broke suckers doing in seventh grade? Well, guess what? Right. I'm in the box at Houston. Oh, and by the way, Cody Johnson's about to play. Sorry, you suck. Right, so like, like then I think about, like, what I was like the first time. Because the yeah. first time I went to Houston was the first time I was entered there. It's like you get to relive it a little bit. Yeah, and, and I've got to get better at remembering stuff. Like, like it. I thought I was like, he's just going, I mean, thank God I got him to go warm my horse. Never crossed my mind, like, he thinks this is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, right. And yeah, I'm so experiencing like, and what I would say is the exact opposite of that because my kids don't care about any of it. I'm like trying, like, isn't this cool? And they're like, mm, oh, good no, story, Jordan. This is stupid. Well, because it, it's, I think, I, I remember or think about it with other people, but they've grown up doing it. Yeah. And but now he's getting, they're both getting old enough now to where they, they're like, wait a minute, this is cool. Yeah, like now they know what's going. on. And I think on that goes a um, little bit to. I was listening to a, a different different podcast that I won't name the name because it's not this one. But uh, there was somebody on there that's a longtime rodeo photographer, and he was talking about um, his biggest regret. And uh, he said his biggest biggest regret slash advice is take the picture, like. Everywhere we go is an is an opportunity and experience. I mean, just like that, you know, him getting the back in the box, you know, warming up your horse, Houston. That's a memory he'll never forget. Right. You know, when when he when somebody asks him, you know, twenty years from now when he's doing a podcast or whatever like this, and somebody says, you know, what's what's your first big memory? He may say, 
getting yeah. to warm up my dad's horse at Houston. Right. I mean, that, that's a cool moment for him, and uh, and he's got a picture to go with it. Hopefully, he saved that picture. Right. Um, well, it's cool that he gets to ride in as Jade Corkill's son because it would kind of suck to be like, I'm here, but my dad blows. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, like that's that that's his that was his advice to all of us in he this generation of dude. My dad's working the shoots <laughs> at the coolest <laughs> radio ever. And I'm here. I'm pushing Sears up. Yeah, we're, we're just running cattle through. No big deal. I'm just a track driver at the American. Yeah. Listen, one day you're driving the Kubota at the American, and next time you got two buckles on. You just don't know. (laughs) But, I mean, that was his advice, though, is is take those moments like that, as as minuscule as they may seem at the time, take the picture, have the memory, and and keep that forever. So that's cool that he got to What rodeo photographer, what podcast? Uh, Bronco Dave Jennings on Rump Chat. There you go. We literally just talked about this this morning because I sent in my video from yesterday, and I was like, I made the short round. I know it's dumb to be excited about that, but I am. Don't minimalize that. You made a short round. If you entered it and did make the short round. Trisha, you made one more short round than I've ever made. You're you're ahead of Garrett by one. I wish I made the short round today. <laughs> it's As someone small, who did make the short round if today, if I make a short round somewhere, it's gonna get posted. Promise. <laughs> so that's I think being forty and being in a previous life, and that's not to take a dump on what I used to do for work at all. At all. But there were so many times. Would y'all just chill? There were so many times where I was like, I I don't need to be in the spotlight. It is not a desire to be in the spotlight. It's just a desire to be where things are happening. I literally feel like I'm talking to the wall, Trish. If you could just maybe like. I had to talk to an empty chair. Um, But (laughs) I just want to be where things are happening. I just want to be close. I don't care. I just want to be around. I just enjoy that so much. And now being 40 years old, you're like, to be in a position like that, because when you tell somebody you're a podcaster, they're like, is it like being in YouTube? I I, I told you the other day, it feels like you're a professional Legoer. People don't necessarily know how to take that. (laughs) But for me, but for me, I love it so much because I get to be close. I feel like that is, to Garrett's point, that is me taking a picture of like, wait a minute. This is fun for me. I genuinely enjoy it. Whether it's a cool occupation or not, I I couldn't have appreciated it if I hadn't gone through a season in my life where I got to miss out on it. And I'm like, wait. You get to be I don't, the one that gets the personal interaction with people that everybody else hears about. Well, and, and I don't ever take for granted the 10 years of wondering if I was going to live on the dark side of the moon for the rest of my life. If I was just going to live in a place where I was forgotten about or like, because it gets weird. We're calling, like, hey. What's new, everyone? Hey, okay, okay, gotta go. Like, you feel like you're almost imposing just to try to stay in the loop of what's going on. Um, and, and maybe it's stepping back away from it, or like your kids come in and do it. The appreciation, I hope I never lose. I hope I never lose the appreciation of like days like this right here. So, like, the experiences that Jade has given me, like, I never thought I would ever be in the Thomas and Mac. And the first time I rode Champ in the Thomas and Mac, after he bucked with me. You got to have a horse that has some try, you know? Like, I cried. Yeah. It was so cool. One of the coolest things ever that's happened yeah. ever was I sitting there with our breaking steers in, watching a horse that I had literally, it's the only horse I ever thought about running off of a cliff with me on him. <laughs> <laughs> and right. seeing him, <laughs> now seeing him actually go on and achieve something and get to be a part of that. And I know Lightning, I think he's a great person. And getting to just experience all that, not from, you know, the 17th row, which was still cool. That's still cool. But to feel like you have some sort of just fingerprint on it at all is, it's a cool experience. Yeah. Is that, so Jade, I mean, that on crack, because you're actually getting to participate. You're actually entered. <laughs> Since it went to Vegas, 1985. So his parents have had season tickets. Oh. Uh, no, I don't want the 
I have oh, one. No, I have one right here. Your parents have had season oh, tickets since 1985. Mm-hmm. But his parents have had season tickets long before he ever made his first NFL. Before I was born. Then, then to sit there, like, they know where they're going every night, and then to watch your kid go do it. Yeah. Well, to, Plus, to have been on the outside gives you an appreciation for being on the inside. There's, there's just nothing that gives you an appreciation. Like, your kid's growing up in it. Someday they're going to go somewhere, and somebody's going to tell them how cool it is, and they're going to go, really? I grew up in Fort Worth. I was always around. All right. To leave for 10 years and go, wait a minute, I lived where everything happened, didn't even appreciate it, has then, you know, full circle, I'm back, and, like, I will never, I will never take it for granted. I love well, that's, And that's where I'm in a, I'm in a crossroads, like, a hard for me, like, as a parent. Beer with my kids is because literally everything that he's gotten to do 10 times already, every, everything that I got to do in rodeo, the first time I got to do it was when I was entered there. Right. First time I went to Reno, I was entered. Like first time I went to Houston because I was entered. Pendleton, Salinas, because I was entered. First custom made saddle I got was right before I made the NFR. The first time was because Jay Shaver told me I couldn't ride a, USTRC champion header saddle at the NFR. He's going to give me my own. <laughs> You're like, oh, I'm sorry. My what? first custom-made saddle. And Kobe got one. He's got a, he has had a coat saddle since he was three. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like they just, I try to, I try my best to like, not downplay, but like make them realize like, hey, you don't, you That's don't just, so hard. this is it's something so you just get to, to tell do. Someone you know they should mean? appreciate something. It's impossible. It's something that has to be caught, not taught. You cannot tell someone <clears throat> to appreciate yeah. something. They have to experience that. Right. They have to go, oh, I got it. There is absolutely no way to verbally communicate that. Right. And we grew up so different, me to them, like how I grew up and how they're growing up. And, and me, me being a healer and him wanting to be a healer, it's like black and white. Like it's so, so different. Like he's already been to all these rodeos. He's already been, already done all the stuff that I would have killed to do when I was a kid. What are you doing job. to raise differently? She, <laughs> sa- she says, <laughs> not into a mic where no one can hear. Telling them to take the picture. Yeah, exactly. Like, hey, like, he calls Clay Cooper champ. I still feel weird. I call him champ because. You call him Mr. Champ. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's how I, that's exactly how I feel. Like, yes, hello, champ, yes, sir. Yes, Mr. Champ, sir. Like, I I'm st- I still get nervous when he comes around me, and he doesn't. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Or I would He's never that. not known it. Exactly. He grew up, he grew up with champ. What does the off ramp look like when you're done rodeoing? What do you hope that that looks like? Do you think about that? What do I hope what looks like? Do you have an idea of what you hope life looks like after rodeo? I hope it looks glorious and easy. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't. I don't think. I'm not a guy like I'm not trying to be like like when I'm done rodeoing. I'm not looking to do nothing. Like I'll always rope and always like I would love to like when you were talking about the futurity thing a little bit like. That honestly, it, unless you're Trevor, it looks like it's a lot better to not be the owner. You know what I mean? Like maybe to ride four people, or you know, what I mean, get get some young ones and try to train them and, and sell them. Or it's a it's a weird feeling to show up and you don't win something, and it didn't necessarily affect your bottom line that day because I was raised right. so broke that <laughs> if I didn't win something, it was like, how am I going to get home? To go to the Royal Crown last weekend, horse showed good, didn't win something, but showed well. That's a weird feeling because I feel responsible. It's almost, in a way, it's almost worse right. because you're, like, trying to justify this expense to the guy that owns a horse. So it brings about its own weird, like, gosh, I, I can live with being broke. Right. 
Trisha's saying something off the Trisha's microphone. Trisha's speaking off camera. I'm sure we'll relay. She said, what she well, "Say that's something that's about when I, you're eight. Like my my parents are always they always told me like, "Well," which I'm sure they were doing it at the time, like just to help me appreciate the dollar. Like you know, they they paid my fees until I could win enough. Like until that was our deal. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, like when you start winning, like say if you win enough to pay your fees, you can pay your fees with your own money. And I've literally I haven't taken a dollar from my parents since I've been ten years old. Really? Yeah, and I just. But uh, but it was that was just how I've like I've everything I've got has literally just been from whatever I've won or sponsors or what like it's all come from. What was from the first me. big sponsorship? What was the first time you're like, oh wait a minute, this is money coming in that I didn't have to win. Uh, my first. Jessica, if you could just calm down over there for a second. It wasn't. No, I'm kidding. It, wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't. No. Um, it was black hair, Jessica. <laughs> my first real. I got a free when I got a free truck I guess was my first the first time I got a free truck was like and a free trailer well okay that was oh I'm Jay and I get free trucks and chests <laughs> well I, I, how old were you I was 24 23 or 24 did they approach you yeah damn I suck and that's where I've been like I'm terrible Jessica can vouch for this I'm not a good I don't ask for it I don't I can't go ask I'm not a good like Hey, you want to sponsor Self-promoter. me? Self-promotion. But, but I think it goes back to just because I, I, I don't feel like, oh, hey, I'm, you should give me this. That's kind of on brand, though. And I know but, nobody wants to turn themselves into a brand, but I feel like you would be stepping outside of your identity to be like, and today I'm going to become a self-promoter. It's just not like... Uh, yeah, if I do it at this the, point, yeah, for sure fake. Yeah, from the outside looking in. I would love to do in, it. From the outside looking in, <laughs> it just 35 years of stuff here if I do it now. <laughs> Got a track but record. Three gold buckles, and he two three gold buckles. He'll never brag on himself. Doesn't have to at this point. But he doesn't. Regardless, you should. Yeah. At that point, he will not. Do you think it's cost you over the years? Oh yeah. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. But, but it. But it. But not. But and I'm not like the old school guy. Like oh I. I came in this. I'm leaving the same way. It's like. I can't. I can't be fake to benefit, and, and I'm okay with that. But, I, I know I know it's probably cost me, but I don't care if you have a. I've told her this a million times. I don't care if you have a billion dollars. If we're not friends and we don't want to hang out, I don't care. To your credit, your generation didn't have a generation to copy when it comes to things like social media. Right. It wasn't like Al Bach was a social media presence in 1970. Right. So we don't have somebody we can point to and go, oh, I want to do this like that. Or I don't want to do this like this. Right. And so we're sort of, in a sense, we're sort of pioneers of like, how do we want to manage our business part of this? And we're left to figure it out. So it wasn't, you know, you observing heel horses or healing styles or all the things that you did get to copy. You didn't have that. Even when you started, there wasn't social media. Right. So to have not started in it, to to try to pivot mid course. Well, and honestly... And what I've, what I've noticed from some of the ones, like what you have to do to do the social media like you need to do it, I was too worried about winning. Like, right. It it's, a full t- it's a full-time job. Exactly. Doing like they're, media. They're the stuff, and I mean, I'm not, I won't say anyone's name, but there's been a few that have got caught up in that, that the winning went the other way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, like who? Pu- if you publish my podcast before his, you will hear that. What do I pay them to do? Be professional cowboys. Yeah. Well, and what you don't want to do, I'm trying to say this nicely, 
What you don't want to do is become this mile wide, one inch deep thing that is a billboard that doesn't take the substance serious. If you got to pick, go take the substance serious and let the rest of that stuff take care of itself. Right. You know, because otherwise, what separates you from like the guy on the side of the road that is branding himself as like the social media influencer, all of a sudden you lose the real substance. The substance is what you do is hard. Right. It is difficult. You don't want to surrender that to be. Here's the other thing. Like, I'm kind of in this weird spot right now because the podcast has blown up. And I've got the option, like, I could go try to be a social media influencer, and I don't want that. I feel like what I would suck at the most in the whole wide world is not being myself. Well, and that's and, I, worse, and I'm fine with that. If I if I get zero dollars from being myself, I don't. That's I'm not going to sell myself for a dollar. Is that you do have success as someone else, and now you're locked into that. You right. never get the freedom to relax and be yourself. Because this has now become all- a three-part podcast. Part one with Jessica, yeah. part two with Garrison and I, and now part three it's with Jay. Series. It's a series. It's, it's all tying together. Well, I, but- he's, he's wrapping up together, though, of the, the sense of, like, he he got to he got to do his life and, and live it to the sense of his, himself. He, you got to do your own deal. Like, right. you didn't have to live in somebody else's shadow. You had to make your own name and right. everything, and... And like Jess said, that she she pays Cowboys to go out and win, you know be genuine, be be winners. Garrett and I have lived in the shadow of okay. There's these guys and everything you've listened to, you've watched, and you've seen become whoever else. And now you know now th- the third part of you know Jade, where he he goes out and he just had to do it himself. So right. yeah, it's there's tough. a there's a clip with Jim Carrey, and I just I save it. I love it. I watch it every now and then. But I love Jim, Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey was Dumb and Dumber, right? Like he was Lloyd Christmas and yeah. all this. You know the the tutu skirt and he's you know the mask and all this stuff. And he's gone through this giant. He was also the mask. Yeah, yeah. He's gone through this giant transformation where he's like this quiet, soulful, introspective guy. And something happened. Somewhere in there, he goes through this life transformation. He said, depression is your body saying, for the lack of a better term, I'm using, like, here's our E-rating, fuck you. Yeah. I'm not going to play this character anymore. You're not going to force me to play this character anymore. So you can keep trying, but I'm not doing it. And your body starts to shut down because it realizes I'm not going to be this avatar anymore. And I think so many times people have this deep, deep desire to be seen or to be known that they're willing to sort of sacrifice themselves to go pursue that. And worst case scenario, it works. And now every time you're around, you got to have an on switch. And right. now you're expected to hold to this pattern and you have to be that until eventually you do crash. Right. So this is like when Jade started golfing and <laughs> I would put up Snapchat. It's exactly like when Jade started golfing, and, I assume that. But yeah. put up Snapchats and stuff and everybody's replying to him like, oh my gosh, Jade's so funny. Jade's so fun. But... Because I am. But what he was talking about was like when he gets to the roping, he is, he's black. His brain is black. He's not thinking about anything. He's not talking to anybody. He's not. He's there to rope his steers and he leaves. Otherwise, you're the the monkey with a music box where it was like, do your dance, play your song. So you become a slave to them. So nobody had seen actual Jade outside of roping. Right. Well, yeah, and that's. Well, that goes back like what he was saying, like how. I don't know if it's just, that's just how I was, grew up. It was about winning. Like, it came down to, I got to win. So I've always just, if I, it, like when I, when I bought Ice Cube, when, when I bought that Buckskin, I knew what she was, I knew she was for sale. I knew what she cost. It was right before the U.S. finals. I was like, I need to win at least 25 grand at this U.S. Like, I always had like something that I wanted that I was after, and it was just about winning. And so the, which, like you said, at that time, there was no social media. It's like you didn't ever have the option of thinking, like, 
well, if I, if I could portray this, I could get paid. Right. Right. I got paid by winning. It was a singular. There's, there's never, I, I've never in one day of my life thought I'm not going to win enough. Right. So it's like the, I mean, not discrediting the sponsors that I do have. Like I've, I've, it, but it, I don't have one sponsor on my shirt that I'm not friends with. Who is you know, Jade Corkill? If you take team roping out of the picture, Jade Corkill. No change. Hey, yeah. but if people knew him, they would be fascinated. The golfer guy. No. I'm, I'm, I'm really not. I'm not as serious. I mean, I. The reason I'm as serious is that, like, the deal about the roping thing, that that fluctuates. Just you, you know how it is. Like, there's days where you probably go to do a podcast and like you just cannot focus on what you need to talk or like can't come up with what you want to talk about that day. There's days at the ropings where I can't talk to anybody because if I I'm not for whatever reason I can't lock in like I need to unless I just stay by myself and then it's nothing it literally has nothing to do with anyone it's just about me I'm just trying to win and then there's days where I'm locked in from the get go and I can bullshit with everybody and talk all day until I'm up but and it's you fine. know you know that day yeah I just I just go off I just know how I, I know what I need to feel like and how I need to get there and what I need to do to get there to do good and so whatever when it comes down to the day of the roping or the rodeo whatever that is I just do that that day well it's, I, I think that's to your point that's where social media is a trap because if you are garnishing sponsors and this image and this persona as being this fun Jade the golfer when people when you show up people are like hey do that thing that you do and you're like not today and they're like no that's the only thing we find a value in you is that thing that you give us over here so do that and now it is diminishing what you actually do which right. is team rope until eventually truthfully you feel like a slave to the system yeah. and I, I think that's a trap it's hard to describe to a young person what a trap that can be right if they had any knowledge of how how talented well, yes. he is like and how smart he is about life in general they would be shocked. Give me an example. Like, if you point to one thing, what's the one thing about Jade that you're like, whoa, ah. Jade, if you want to just sit there for a second. Tough question. <laughs> Mute his microphone for a second, please. <laughs> the amount of knowledge that he has about rodeo, like we talked about being a rodeo fan, like the amount of knowledge that he has, but like he notices more in this industry than I have ever even thought of. And I've been here 10 years and that's my job. That's like what, what I get paid to do. Everything. The amount of I, the amount of marketing and the amount of people that he knows, like it it would honest to God shock any person. I promise. Because so, okay. So then to take that, what's the I next? feel like that was kind of a double edged sword there. She's calling me smart, but like I'll kind of call me dumb at the same time. Like people would not believe. Look at this guy over here. I'm not kidding. He can spell he is, his own name. He's he like, he he like his, I'm not kidding. He's like average smart. I ask, swear. Yeah, I ask, swear. Him, ask, ask him to spell cinch. Take what ask, him. <laughs> ask him to spell Garrett. There is two T's. Thank you, Jade. Thank you. You'd be surprised how many people don't know it's G A double R E double T. It's like Tigger. Garrett, Mississippi. <laughs> so when you look at when you look at the sport of rodeo, what is it, what isn't that should be? When you look at like everything that you're talking about, when you look at what is, what could be that isn't? Oh man, that's a whole nother podcast. See, you have to take pride in absolutely this though, because there's not many people. You asked me the other day about how many I have problems with. Not one I have a problem with. He is so smart. Okay, but you still didn't tell me who did, so you're still not answering the question. Off, we had to stop <laughs> yeah, recording. Yeah, off camera. Yeah, we had to stop recording. I'm this not going to say it on Should we say it now? No. No, I'm kidding. No. Okay, so when you look at, like, okay, rodeo and could be this, but instead it's this, what's the one thing you point to and go, this this could make it the biggest impact? Rodeo could be the American. <laughs> How many Americans could they have a year? <laughs> as many as they wanted to. I, th I mean... 
the American this, uh, especially this year. Driver. Huh? We got the tractor driver. Ex tractor driver. Thank you, <laughs> Garrett. If you don't know when you got here, former tractor tra- driver. Yeah, former. <laughs> to me, this year the American was the most badass rodeo ever. What was different about this year? Just the the way they just the whole production, like the announcer. Yeah. Oh, I mean, stop it. <laughs> no, I mean really though, like him and and I, I'm not I'm. I like when okay if we're gonna talk about like having respect for the sport everything. I don't care if it's bowling. If you're the world champion checker player, I have respect for that. Yeah. You you want me to go be the announcer of the year? I have this percent of chance of doing it. Like I have as much respect for him. In that that's his field. Everybody's field that they do. If you're the best at that in your field, I don't care what your field. If it's cleaning house, you're the best house cleaner. Have we talked to the PRC about a podcast of the year? Has that come up? I don't. <laughs> it's not important. Let's not get distracted. <laughs> well, I mean, seriously, like that that kind of stuff. So, like, do do the best you can, right? Right. So it's hard. It is hard in anything to be the best, right? At it, no matter and, what. It is. And I'm and where I'm going with this is like I'm not I'm not judging, not discrediting anybody, but him and Lucia. They know what's going on. There's so like so many times, and I'm I, you're not going to ever make me name names this deal. But it, there's announcers that have done this forever. We talked about that rodeo class. That was on there, part two. Somebody, there's someone in the box, and the order gets changed or whatever, and they're look and they're they're announcing somebody's name. That's obviously not that all person. their accolades and all this stuff, and they know it. Ain't, they got to know about it. Ain't this? Them. What about this? When a horse wins something like horse of the year, and the guy's not riding that horse, and they're like, "This That's is a- your horse of the year," and it's a completely different color. It, oh, they they just go off the stat sheet. I'm telling yeah. you, no. And because I would know, I, I think about that kind of stuff. Like if I was, yeah. If I'm up, if I'm up there. I'd be like, oh, that ain't him. Like, oh, he's not riding. Like, you might might say, hey, he's the owner of the horse, but, like, this isn't. I I know almost nothing about rust stock, but I know what something looks like. And I I like the horse of the year and the bucking horse. It's the same thing. Like, when one is, like, the best in the entire business, I would love to see what that horse is like at the feed trough on a Tuesday. Like, there's just something fascinating about something that's great in any regard. The respect to the sport would be if I'm going to stand up there and be the voice of anything, regardless, there's a responsibility to take some amount of like I want to care enough to well, accurately at the same time I'm, now I'm in over my depth we're talking to two professionals here no but at the same time like I'll I'll, I'll say this very cliche you're gonna have to say it louder because we're not picking up. up as Tallman said don't let the truth get in the way of a good story like when it comes down to it like that at that moment like you're just you're telling the story to keep people entertained I think what it says from an announcer when an announcer goes this is the horse of the year about a gray that's a bay or something like but, that but what you, it says is I don't actually care you but no but you, like at the the problem is that like you would understand Jade's gonna understand like we'll understand 90% of the crowds not going no to that's right that, I was just fixing to say but that. The, the problem is 90% of the crowd 90% of the fans are, are not going to know understand or care. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but like, oh, but you're right. But, but they're not going to. And so tell the story. The best, the best thing I've ever heard that there's just like something, a little piece of advice that you've heard is I've heard Joe Beaver say this a lot about when he like his commentator or whatever that his dad told him that you know what you're looking at, but the people don't. You got to tell them what they're tell them what they're looking at, and that like that to me, it's something simple, but it's something huge at the same time. So to your point. 
If 90% of the people don't know the difference, that's fine. Yeah. You better be so good at your job that before that rodeo is over, they feel like that. they Yeah, care. make me inter- make me interested in this. Like, tell me. Yeah. Make, make them feel like they believe or make them believe what you just said was the God's honest truth. Right. And it doesn't. But, I, but I'm going to make the connection. There is only one contestant that I have met in my whole entire life that understands what they try to do to what he is doing in the arena. Yeah, and I would say Jade you, does me not. Just are about to hug after this podcast. <laughs> Jade, Jade doesn't He's speak so like attentive. someone no. that's a rodeo person. He understands it from a different Jade, if you want to sit there for a second, we'll just talk about you. <laughs> yeah, this, this, is, yeah, this is where I'm trying to interrupt because I'm getting uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no, but seriously, like, I just, I notice that kind of stuff, like, he does. And I think yeah. more than anything. And that's. Else. But it doesn't matter if it's boxing or football. You're not talking in the microphone, Trish. You need you need talking you need talking in the microphone. Doesn't matter if it's boxing or football or. Yeah, there you go. Or ping pong. If you could understand what this mind goes through, like. I'd be a black. Pop but that's a sports but. fan. That's that's okay. Not to sound like Gary Lafew, but that's psycho cybernetics. That's yeah. that's sports fan. That's the sports mentality, and and like, is there? Okay, it is. okay, okay, okay. It I got is. a question. So, so I got a real question. Not, if your name is Bobby Del Vecchio, you're not not cool. There's if no your way name is cool. Del Vecchio, anything. Yeah. But here's my question: Where, at what point does rodeo take inventory and go? We need better communicators. We need to promote. Right, better they're not going to do it. Well, it should have happened wanna, 15 years ago. Now you guys. Be, you guys, you got me this two beers in now. Let's go, Jade. Here. Come on, let's go. Let's go. You, two beers in. We are now starting well, the podcast. I'll go ahead and push record. It's, beca- it's because I've always felt weird about it because, yeah, rodeos, I've, everything I got is from rodeo. But rodeo sucks as far as what, there's no way it shouldn't be better. It is they're, hands down. Yeah. The and, but they're not. If you That's know what thing, you're watching. Is, yeah. Yes, we are behind the game, but we're not behind the game. They keep it behind the game. There's people make. There's people. There's keep people making ahead of the game money, keeping it behind the game. I know, I know personally, people that could add more than ten million and have a rodeo for the NFR. Like what NFR, what Las Vegas makes, and right. what we get still this day. It is such bullshit, dude. I, it makes me mad even just sitting here talking about it. Okay, uh, to your okay. point. To your point. Someone to connect those dots. My brothers are right. Personally, my favorite thing about the podcast is the relationships that I've made, and that includes the companies that have come alongside the Flatbed Podcast to make this possible. Guys, the lights came in. I told you they were coming. Not only are the lights here, I'm also sitting here with Ayla Lawson. Hi, guys. Okay, my mind has been absolutely blown. First of all, are they arena lights? Yes. We rope tonight. You can rope in these. These are arena lights. What I had no idea was all the other functions. We drove around Wickenburg today. We went everywhere. There was no lights and warm-up pens. We went in a couple driveways that I was curious as to why they didn't have lit up for the customers that are coming in, hauling in horse trailers after dark, that kind of thing. So this, this to me, has been the revealing part of Ranch Hand Solar Lighting is not only is it arena lights, they're not temporary poles. They're permanent poles, but it's a temporary location because they've got a bracket that hooks to a fence. So say, like for us, we're using them in the, in the summer on the cool nights, but in the winter, when we are open during the day, I can take those exact same lights Move them over my stalls, keep lights off, or keep hair off the horses. Absolutely. There's enough light there to be able to do that. These poles can withstand 150 mile an hour wind, which I learned today is a hurricane tornado level wind. They can actually do more than that. Category four, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. As Texas people, we understand tornado winds. So here's, here's what I would say. A, the lights have completely outperformed what I hope they would do. 
Second of all, their function is so much more than I realized. If you ever walk outside and you're tempted to turn the camera light on, on your phone or the, the flashlight, that's where you need a light and they can go anywhere. And that's our goal. Affordable quality lighting where you need it most. I think, here's my, here's my suspicion. I think there's a lot of times people would rather live with the dark than trench a hole, put conduit in it, run, run the electricity. Who wants to hire an electrician? And when your light bulb goes out, you got to bring a boom truck. These things have an elbow. They lean down. You can wipe off the solar panel, which keeps the light bright. I'm telling you guys, this is changing. I'm telling you, this is changing lighting in the Western industry. You guys can check them out on social media at? At ILS Solar Lighting, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or on our website, ranchhandsolarlighting.com. In 2014, we launched the 1017 Project, an idea that could give value to roped out rope and steers and protein to people in need. Since then, we have donated hundreds of thousands of pounds of hamburger to food banks, after-school programs, women's shelters. Last year, the 1017 Project gave away $699,000 worth of hamburger to the people who needed it the most. You can get involved by going to the 1017project.com. If you're going to attend an event in Arizona, check out ropingcalendar.com. It is the most comprehensive list of everything that's going on in Arizona. You can search by a date, arena. You can even search by jackpot number. You can look for only the jackpot numbers that you're looking for at ropingcalendar.com. It's available in Google, iTunes, anywhere that you get your electronic apps. It's there. Check it out, ropingcalendar.com. People that could add more than 10 million and have a rodeo for the NFR. Like what NFR Las Vegas makes and what we get still this day. It is such bullshit, dude. It makes me mad even just sitting here talking about it. Okay. Uh, To your point, to your point, Someone to connect those dots. My brother is a writer. He covered the Texas Rangers for the athletic for years and years. And they won today, by the way. Go Rangers. Now. But one of the things he says is when I talk to the players, I have a responsibility not to ask them the questions they want to hear. I represent the people who are paying subscriptions to the athletic. Right. And I think rodeo has this weird thing where it's all in one little bowl. Right. So if I really want to go in and ask difficult or, or questions that, I'm also technically going to be friends with the contestants, but I might be friends with the fans. And it's like, there's not a fans sit here, contestants sit here setting, right? And so there's no place for a communicator to go in and make clarity in that. There's no place for somebody to come in and paint a picture. Take a guy from like the downtown Japan somewhere. I know Japan's a country, not a city. Shut up, everyone. (laughs) But if you're going to... If you want that person to fully understand what they're watching at the Thomas and Mac somewhere there's got to be somebody to translate or disseminate that information. They can put it in a way that's understandable. And for the record, I'm not talking about me because I don't want to do it. But someone who has a gift to take that and go, when you see this, this is what's happening. When you see this, this is what's happening. And also, this is who this person is. This is how they got here. This is where they live. This is where they grew up. To grow the sport outside of rodeo fans. Do you ever watch the ESPN 30 for 30? Absolutely. Bingo! Now where, we're on so it. You to tell me from October 1st to December 1st, we don't talk about any, we don't do anything. Hmm. How, how do we, how does, how does that, how does that happen? But if you could think of one person that could think of 30 for 30. I told Jessica the other day, my, my goal in life is, have you ever seen the shop with LeBron that does on HBO? Hmm. So they're sitting in a barbershop. Oh, I have seen that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have watched Every different walk of life. You're bringing in music fans. You're bringing in acting fans. You're bringing in rodeo. Like, how you, how you, music 
and rodeo have to develop some sort of a relationship. Mm-hmm. Because right now, like, I know every person that's anybody in the rodeo. Cody Johnson's world, helping that. What's that? Yep. Cody Johnson's helping that. You say that, yep. but how do you get Cody Johnson to sit in a room? Because his fans hear Cody Johnson go, dude, what you do is so incredible. They're going to listen to him. They're not going to listen because you're not going to promote yourself. But if, let's say, you, Cody Johnson, and some dude from Yellowstone, and I don't care, grab two names out of the hat. Cole Hauser. Cole Hauser, those types of people. Sit in a room with videos. What's going to happen is all the fans that I get, you know, that, that Cody Johnson brings in, now they get introduced to Jay Corco. Now when they see Jay Corco rope, I think of people like Mike Ingram there in Arizona. That guy brings investors into the rodeo and tries his best to explain to money people what the rodeo is. They have been trying this for a long time. I don't know how the mechanism, but I think it's got to be some level of exposure. Can I can I break this down into a very simple question? I that wish you would. Step one to what you're talking about. How many rodeos do you go to in a year, whether you win or not, that you know of, have a press conference after the rodeo? Zero. One. The American. Oh, the American, yeah. Okay. If you win the American, there is a formal press conference where the press gets to ask questions as dumb or as intelligent as they they are, whether it's the Dallas Morning Star or Pro Radio Sports News or ESPN Magazine. Why is they, Teton, why is Teton Ridge not taking a more active approach in that then? Because they're trying, but but okay, let's go back to no, part. No, 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 no. Let's, 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 let's go back to part. Let's go back to part debate, debate, debate. Let's go back to part two of this whole out, series I've reached because out to that's Teton. the way we've always done it. Rodeo won't accept it. But I've reached out to Teton like I want to tell your story. I'm not trying to put my spin on it. I would love for somebody from Teton to sit here and just go, okay, Thomas Toll fell in love with the Western industry. Like I've heard the tagline. But if they're wanting to promote the name of what we're doing, why won't they do this? I know for a fact this was back this was back when I was in the middle of winning a lot and I was getting called and asked to do stuff and kind of was a little bit on more on the inside on a few things. And I know for a fact there's there's been rodeos where people wanted to add a lot more money and they wouldn't let them do it. For what reason? Because it was going to be, it's just because it skews the world standings. Keep it right here. Why? Why do you? I know that's why Salt Lake. The first time they went non PRSA, that was the reason. They wanted to add that money and be PRSA. Talk about about sixty. Talk about sixty best. So, hold on, hold on, hold on, microphone. So, so that's where I'm going to go. So, like the sixty best. So, like, are you talking about like in, in the world of professional rodeo? So, in professional sports, NFL, MLB, NBA, whatever. It's like. We have 600 rodeos. Are you telling me that all 600, if they have a, a press conference afterwards, is going to make a difference? No, it's going to be the 60 best. Right. So, so honestly, why? The, so we. So, so it becomes a. But it becomes a conversation of why are the 60 best not doing it? It's not. Could, a, it's you can't. You can't attack. This. This is where I think we we need to get caught up. You can't attack the sport as a whole. You've <clears> got to attack the ones that are going to make the difference. Okay. Right? There's a little, like, City League baseball is like minor league or whatever in Cleburne, Texas, and people go because it's like a beer league, right? If I got to go watch Aaron Judge there, why am I going to go watch him when he plays the Rangers? There's some exclusivity. Exactly why the ERA failed. Yeah. I I raised my – I've never – you want to talk about a trembling trembling, (laughs) – Here we go. The ERA was – I will never not stand up for what it was – what it was for – and what it could have been, but I I also can't stand up for it when for the reason why it crashed. I I saw I mean I was first I 
my voice trembled. I never, first time I ever stood up in any type of meeting of any kind when they said, was, does anybody have any questions or anything to say? I literally, <laughs> I literally Jay's did this. shaking for this. I listening. did. I stood up and I was like, they asked me, to, they said what the first time I said it. I was like, because this was when they decided to, if you wanted to, you could do both. I literally, I said, we can't do that. And they all kind of me. I'm going to tell you this said, right we, now. This is literally, I said, I, I'm putting myself at least halfway down on the list of being the smartest guy in this room, <laughs> or maybe worse. And I know we can't do that. It broke my little Jordan at 10-year-old rodeo heart to watch the, the stars of the ERA walking through the streets of Salt Lake City begging people to buy tickets. That's where it was like the ERA is not going to work. You knew it wasn't going to work at that point. I think the idea of having an exclusive something that you qualify for is fine. The marketing around that where they're like, you can't sit with us. We're the cool table. We're the mean girls. The marketing behind that was so poorly executed. And that's not a knock on anybody because, I mean, of course, you can look back on the back end and go, well, that wasn't done right. It has to be. It has to be inclusive because, like, the little kid that hopes to catch a foul ball at a baseball game is just as much as part of baseball as Mike Trout because that's what we've been raised to to believe, right? But I don't want to go watch that little guy try to hit a ball off the tee. Some way that includes people without also diluting the sport because I think the PRCA really stands to lose traction if the rodeo contestants gain stardom. I don't think it's good for the PRCA if uh, their contestants why, why, become So here's, here's what I was going to say a minute ago. You take Calgary and the American. Obviously, the American this year, the past couple of years, has not been sanctioned. But when it was, Calgary and the American pay 100000 to win it. Why do you think they wouldn't let the whole 100000 count? Because it destroys the world standings for the little rodeos. Which, to your point, if that was a qualifying system or a tier system, look what the PBR did. The bottom mm-hmm. five rotate in, the top five from the other one rotate in, out or whatever. There's a there's a mechanism by which you can include everybody without going, we're the cool table, you can't sit with us. Which, and that's where it was going. That was, it had to start, like, that was kind of like, got to start, got to start somewhere. That was the, but I, until as everybody long, was my, my point for asking. As long, as long as the PRCA owns the NFR and the, and Las Vegas, they don't care. They well, don't my care my point of asking else. that question was, <clears throat> if you are, I'll say, I'll, I'll use Waxahachie, Texas, for example. Small two-perf rodeo that's only four years old, that has a hungry committee and is, is eager to grow. What is their, what is their, um, what is their enticement to get to paying and it may be a bad example. What is their enticement to pay $100,000? Because the PRCA is not going to count it anyway. Other than just putting it in y'all's pocket to pay fuel bills, what is their, what is their, what is their reason to say, hey, by God, we want to pay the most of any rodeo or any rodeo? Reno, Cheyenne, Pendleton, Salinas. I think, I what think is their reason to, to pay the most? Here's what I would say to that in my limited mind. I'm with you. I do not think I'm the smartest person in any room ever because I'm not. But if I'm Waxahachie and I'm like, I can pay the winners $100,000 and someday I can be a tier one rodeo and I'm going to get the best contestants by doing so, now there's a carrot at the end of the stick. Mm-hmm. If it, as it stands, the PRCA is going to mitigate that and make sure that it doesn't go to a certain degree because it's going to pull away from the whole year, then you, in, in essence, you eliminate that incentive. Mm-hmm. So until there is actually a professional and a qualifying tour, it's going to be really hard in my mind to build the kind of stars. Look what the PBR did with JV Mooney. 
Mm-hmm. That guy is a. I mean, look what Ty Murray being on Dancing with the Stars. There's ways that the world would love. But let me make this go full circle for you. Why was JB Mooney liked and hated? Because he was controversial. They did not dance around the truth because he was himself. Like him or not, him, he smoked beer. He smoked cig- he smoked, smoked beer. Beers. He smoked cigarettes. He and drank you like beer. A, you sound like a Sunday school and teacher. Did, and you he, sound like a Sunday school. <laughs> are you smoking beers? And he did not give a shit. Yeah. But that. But they they harnessed on that and but, they made but, that but, a, they made that a character. But the reason that was controversial is because there was coverage. Yes. Like, he could have been just as controversial so, as he wanted to be. If there's no coverage, so, it doesn't go anywhere. What? What's so okay? So. If if you get to the point though, like, okay, so let's let's say, we we, we always claim that the uh, get your Whataburger shirts shorts out of my face. <laughs> if you if you get to the point, like, so talk to me. Let's say NFR is the Super Bowl, right? And it uh, is. We, we the claim, NFR we claim is it. its own thing. All right, so how do you get to the point? I don't know that it's a question of everything else, as so much as MLB All Star Game. NFL Pro Bowl, like what? Where do you? So you're talking about WCRA or, or ERA or whatever else? The ERA being what it is, not so much a tour or season, but like that one rodeo, that one event. That like, is that not what I it is? I think is that to. where you you want your 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 team or your not team, but your your athletes to become a major valuable. league, a, a major, major league, yeah. So okay, the the I didn't know it at the time. And I, I think it should even be less than this, but the the best rodeo was now looking back was my rookie year. It was fifty rodeo count. Uh huh. There was a summer tour finale, a winter tour finale. Vegas and Dallas, right? No, it was it was Reno and uh, tour finale was in Reno. The summer tour finale was in Reno, and the it might have been Omaha. Yeah. Either Omaha then, or Dallas. Yeah. There was only the there was only two. No, there was only two that year. There okay. was summer tour finale and the winter winter tour and summer or summer and fall tour yeah. finale. Two of them was all. And that's that's when you could only everybody wanted you to count their rodeo. Yeah. Was it Tulsa that year? No. No. I, I can't remember. I want was to say it was either Omaha. <laughs> well, it it might have been Dallas. It was Reno. I was Reno and Dallas. Well, remember Dallas? So, but then so they went to four tour. They, they did have they had the four tour finales the one year when they did. They had Caldwell, Puyallup, Omaha, and Dallas. But what what I think it so like you're saying so what what's it, what is it worth these rodeos to to be that? If so, you say like a major league like the PBR. If you're thirty, however you end up getting, because this is what I tell everybody all the time. Everybody's like, well, it's bullshit that you just get to go to this stuff. Every, you should. Everybody should have a chance to qualify. I got to qualify. Everybody, nobody just gets picked. And nobody's mad about it at the NFR. They don't say that about other sports. It's not like they show up on Sunday morning to watch the Dallas Cowboys play. And go, you know, my friend Bill can really <laughs> wing a football. Right. And the fact that he's not getting a chance, right. I don't think I can support this. Right. In no other sport is there this expectation <laughs> that everybody should get a turn. Right. And that's what. That's what I don't understand. Like, if when it comes, just give me the terms. I'm yeah. going to qualify. I'm going to do whatever it takes to qualify. So when you get to say your best. Easy now. Make it, make it 30 rodeos. Yeah. Right. And every, just, I don't know, PBR goes week to week, like where they used to do it when the bottom, however many get kicked off. If you, when you're in the top 30 tour rodeo, when you're in the tour or in the major leagues, you can do the same dang thing with rodeos that you do contestants, though. You could, like, tell the rodeos, if you want to be part of this, 
be one of the top 30 ad money rodeos and let them like go to their sponsors. Let's go, go hey, 60 rodeos. Right? Have, have it, have it to where rodeos. you're there for the week. Let's go 60 rodeos and talk about the cinch playoffs. That, right, right. That, however, however you do that it. now, that now has become that. I think that's the next step. Like we, I mean, we can play, you know, play the game. Yeah, or Jessica, what are you doing? But like, listen, the, but the sense, okay, here, like, here's, here's yeah, a good but like, you take the, you take the best. Go ahead. Well, here, here's a good example of how you don't build rodeo. I can't even tell my f- friends at home in Reno, if I'm going to be in the perf or not until 12 yeah. o'clock that day. Right. After I go in the slack. And if I'm one of the eight of the 12 sure. that make it back to that night, you can't do that. Well, and so there's so, I mean, I could sell a whole section at Reno myself. I, I get texts every, every single year before we even enter. Reno. I've never thought about it, but you, people right. text so, me, Hey, do you know when you're up at Reno yet? You know, when you're up at Reno yet? One, well, I don't hard, even know when I'm up yet Two, the, I don't even know if I'm going to be in the perf or not. The real function, the good part of capitalism is let, <laughs> let performance dictate outcome. And there's nothing worse for private industry than when the government gets involved, because when you dictate sales, <laughs> you diminish value. Like if the government came in and said, this phone has to be the one everybody buys, you instantly diminish the quality of that phone. So, uh, Private market says the best phone sells the most and they win. So from a rodeo perspective, I'm, if you were to say, if you want to be one of the top 30 rodeos, then go be one of the top 30 rodeos. How much does that take? I don't know. At January 1st is our cutoff. If you can guarantee your payout, we will make sure that you are one of the top 30 rodeos. But I'm, go the I'm going to contradict that though and say, I'm no, so sorry. I, no, I want to know what he did. No, I'm going to contradict because I, I think what he just made the point of at Reno. I think the point is, and you're right, it's your podcast. I'm so sorry. No, I, I want but, to know what you have to say. I'm so sorry. I am, but it's like, my podcast, so I, you get to talk. That's thank you. I, thank I say you. you get to talk. Yeah, as his podcast, he's granting you. But just as you just <laughs> said, though, with that, you can't tell friends, family, whatever you sell. Let's say you sell 45, 50 tickets for you to come compete there. That's 45, 50 tickets that a rodeo is banking on. That's how they make money, everything else. You can't tell anybody to come do that because you don't know when you're going to be up. You don't know how this is going to go. You don't know how the format, the format's not set up for the contestants. The The format for a majority of rodeos, in my opinion, is not set up for contestants and their fans to come buy tickets. It's just a generic fan. Right. It's not set up that yeah, way. But, it's it's truly not. It's, but, but here, it's to, to your point, Jade's got a whole section of people he could sell tickets to. Great. Yeah. But if his star were to rise in the world, he would sell a section of tickets no matter what rodeo he's at. Right. Like he could sell a section of tickets in Reno, but or Fargo, North Dakota. Right. If he's he should up in, only have to go ride his best horses with his best partner when the amount of money dictates. Take take barrel racers. You should not ask them to ride their number one horse. At a perf that adds, you know, a rodeo that adds fifteen hundred dollars, they should not be expected to put the area game. But if it's set up to where he only competes in slack and they don't sell tickets, then he doesn't sell tickets. If he if he competes in slack and doesn't do it, like no, he, no, no, if, no 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 no. But at the rodeos I'm talking about, there's no such thing as slack in theory. Right, so for it to work, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. In theory, in theory, there's no such thing as slack. Cur- this is a rodeo. This is rodeo well, okay. that is designed. I'm talking about rodeo. What it is now? Okay, rodeo. Take no, I'm for, not talking for, ERA. Take for instance the NBA. No, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm talking rodeo, rodeo now. now. Make it rodeo now. Like you can't. You can't talk ERA. Rodeo now. It's not set up that way. You're right. You're rodeo right. now. Yeah. Rodeo now is a wreck. The NBA. Garrett's tired. The okay. Take the NFL. The reason they pass laws to protect Tom Brady is because Tom Brady carries so much of a following that if he were to get hurt, if if Tom Brady were to get hurt. That negatively affects viewership. 
Rodeo has said, we're going to stifle our stars so that we get to be the prettiest girl at the dance. Whereas if they were to try to promote their stars to grow beyond their boundaries. Right. You, I, the, the whole, which I, I agree, obviously you have to perform to, to be wherever, but it shouldn't be an everyday thing. But if you're trying to build the sport around athletes, if you're trying, if you're trying to do that, you can't do that around people that drop and slide. You can't drop do that. Right. I mean, yeah, but that's I that's where I feel bad for a lot of the rodeos that do put up a lot of money. Most of the best guys are in slack usually. So why are you why are you going to build a sport around athletes that drop and slack? Man, the but sad, they also the have sad, to go to seven of them a weekend. The so sad you can't truth, drop and yeah, the sad truth either. is that's I mean it has to be a way like when you're at the rodeo, you got to be there for. Too, but if you're gonna if you're gonna base it around the pro athletes, the ones that you want to focus your we can't around, we're not gonna be able to hear you. Garrett is just swallowing the mic. No, I, I agree. I would say this, but I would, but I would say this. I would argue this. I think Garrett should talk. Here's, here's what I'm trying to say. And I'm probably going to piss some people off, but I don't really care at this point. Until our sport can get out of its own damn way yes. and figure out that there are some athletes that are better than others, and there are some that are going to make fans and some that aren't. Three world titles sitting right over here to my right. Until we can figure out how social media, the Cowboy Channel, can market the marketable, and no offense, but until we can eliminate you drawing up in a slack and let me tell your story of growing up in small town Nevada and just dreaming of being a world champion, and now you're three gold buckles deep in your career and have no intentions of slowing down, until until we can make that happen, I, I can't. I can't guarantee that on a championship sh- Sunday that, to Cheyenne. That is what I'm saying. To your point, that's there should not be slack. For you to try to to try to recreate how to make slack better, no, 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 we're thinking wrong. I'm telling you, take the, the dry erase board, clear it, start all the way over, and go, how do we create an event? How do we create stars? How do we put stars in front of fans? Not for the fans that we already have, but for the fans that we could have that we're not reaching yet. Well, let me, let me say this. You can't because... Because five on a basketball team, nine on a baseball team, eleven on a football team—you can't do that. There's there's hundreds. Yes, hundreds. you can. You can. You absolutely can. Uh, you, you cannot but tell you me. You can do it at these other at the other rodeos. Yeah, you can at all these other hundreds of rodeos. You say that. You say that. But I I'm a fan of however many sports. It's not like somebody says Demar Derozan. I'm like, gosh dang it, that's too many people well, that, for me to remember. Well, that's what I'm saying is that you can do it if they if they get their way onto the tour. Right. That's what. That's where you know. what I'm saying like that's that's where and that's where I feel. Yeah, sure. Like I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that's where rodeo, and, and rodeo's speaking, trying to do it for everybody. You could create a followership in a weekend. And speaking you could take of some little girl that just qualified for the American, well, tells just like the, the American does it. Yeah, they do it. They do it. They that do week a good up. job that weekend. But you've got to. You have got. We're I saying just, we're saying like to make it that way. It would have to be that. All these, it's just like coming up through AAA, but you get to college, AAA ball. Right. So all these other rodeo, it's like, I feel like that's, no, yeah, no. Dude, you got to have your your major league rodeos. You pay for a premier rodeo at the Fort Worth Stock Show. You're sitting there. Large indoor rodeo of the year. Dude, that guy replaced my windshield last week. No disrespect to the guy that replaced your windshield last week, but I don't want to pay $25 to go watch him see if he can do it. I want to go with some guaranteed product. But here's why Fort Worth's good. Because the top, however many in the world, get invited, plus the seven qualifier rodeos. So if you're a if you're a rookie that by God I want to go I want to go compete at Fort Worth, you go enter one of those seven rodeos. 
prove that you're the best. Thank you. Win one of those seven. There's a way to do it. There's your What's way in the forward. The PGA has cutoffs and qualifiers. Every at every PGA event they have cut. But that's it's the same. You can't compare it to the NBA or the NFL or anything because they're playing one game a day. Rodeo athletes have seven different rodeos going on at one time. But that time. should not be. Trish, that should not be the case. Because there should be more. If there was more added money, you could go to one. I think I don't. have to enter so much. I'm not saying it was the, it was the best thing in the world. I, I don't think it was bad. I think the, the concept of it was cool, like when they did the Champions Challenge. Mm-hmm. Like when everybody was on a team. Like every event had a, a teammate. And so if you had it like that, where you could have a few teams to where – I mean, I don't know how to, how to do it, but have it like that to where I'm well, not just rubbing for myself. Like we're on a we're on a team. What was the you know dude I mean? that hit it a gave you guys something bigger to play for? Right, yeah. Like we we have everybody on our team, and then your your team wins wins the game that night. What was the not. What was the guy that was at the PGA Tour that qualified and hit the hole in Michael one Block? Last week? Michael Block, the the guy that's just a club pro or whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Michael Block. It does not take years of character development to be tr- to create a fan. You just got to tell a compelling story. The reason that's a compelling story is because there's a bar that's so unbelievably high that we all collectively agree is so unbelievably high that when somebody out of nowhere achieves it, you go, son of a gun, that's really hard to do. We don't have that bar right now. But let me say this also, and I said this a few years ago on a on, a, on another podcast. Hey, for the record, but I'll I'm say it again. Any other podcast, you can say any other okay. podcast. Like it's not competitive at all. So um, I when when the Cowboy Channel was just gaming gaining steam, and they announced that the NFR was going to be on the Cowboy Channel, and that's great. The Cowboy Channel, as Garrison alluded to on part two of this series, um, the Cowboy Channel has done a lot of great things. But let me say this very clearly: there is a reason the Super Bowl is not on the NFL Network. The MLB playoffs in October, the World Series is not on the MLB network because they want to get outside of their fan base. When you're sitting in an airport in December flying to New York City, what are your chances of sitting down there, a a businessman, what what are your chances sitting down at the bar looking up at the TV and seeing the Cowboy Channel? Slim. What are your chances of seeing the CBS Sports Network? Pretty damn good. So if we want to get to a broader audience and start expanding our sport to more than just ourselves, I my 100% opinion, you guys may disagree, we should have our NFR on a non-Cowboy sure, Channel. This is how you know it's bad. When I was a kid growing up, the NFR was on ESPN. Amen. Amen. ESPN, too. But at the same time, they may have, like, a women's hockey game that goes over into the rodeo and right, starts, but I'm like this some is, sort of I'm talking in the 90s, though. Yes. To, we I, were on ESPN in the, the National 90s. Cornhole Championship. Yeah, and they're like, oh, sorry, we have to delay the start of the rodeo. When I was a kid, I had to stay up at school the next morning, and, like, there was nothing more important to me on the planet than the NFR, and I wanted to watch it on ESPN. The one thing I'll say, I don't, I don't know if I'm right or not, the one thing I do like about the Cowboy Channel is they're going to give precedence in a way that you never have to guess when it's going to start. Very true. So yep, if it's going to be on ESPN, as positive as that is, it has to have some level of guaranteed precedence because if some random event goes over, I, I, don't I, know I'm, I'm I only... I can only just make the con- just throw this out there. I don't way before my time. Don't know enough about it to even have a have anything to say other than a lot of people that I respect all have said the same thing to me, and they all claim that what needed to keep going was the Winston Tour. 
Oh, dude, oh, mm-hmm. whole new podcast. The Winston, when PRCA finally pissed them off, guess where they went? Yeah. Do you know the, does anybody know the answer to this? Golf. NASCAR. Okay. I was it just, but I, it's just, there's, Golf, a, NASCAR, there's, a, close. there's too many of them that have told me that. I've heard it myself. Like guys, like older guys and stuff, they're like, man, y'all, the Winston tour, that really screwed you guys. Not, not sticking, not keeping that going or whatever. Like Back when Roy Cooper was, that, was the man. Great to have a, a, a franchise that, that, that values the, the, the information of, of that sport and industry, you know, teaching you and whatever, but like to be able to broadcast to millions, it's got to be something different. So why? So so me being my simple minded self, for somewhere to start, why don't we go back to that? Whatever that was. It's a, I, I, honest question. I'm asking this as a who, question without an opinion. Who do we got to talk to to get a, the Winston tour to go? Start it's a going chicken again. or an egg to me. It's a chicken or an egg situation. We have the cinch playoffs do now. Do you create exactly? Cinch has enough money to do it. Do you create a better? <laughs> I'm serious. I'm just. I'm just saying. Like, like I was talking about earlier. Like every. What there's, there's nothing that pisses me off more than every time they throw out an ad. Wow, look at the NFR added money going up again. You know what else went up? The tickets. Yeah. And I can say that. You, if you want to get into a scientific brain. 1985. Okay, I don't know what. Jessica, all, I need all to I ask know, you a really serious question. Is any of this that we're talking about going to get in the way of you all I know the podcast? Or is from, from 1985. <laughs> That's not a serious question. <laughs> from 1985 until 2014 or 15, every single year the NFR season tickets went up $2 a piece every year. Never did. Have Fast you ever forward. done an econ study on the money that Vegas makes that week? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We ought to get a piece of that. I think everybody involved should get a piece of that. We should so, get a percentage. So I ran But the, now the tickets go up $8 a piece that I don't think most people know about. For the last, from 2016 or 17 till now, they go up $8 a piece, not two. Here's what drives me nuts. We ran the facility in Alvarado. And we looked at the economic impact of having those events with heads and beds. And we talked to the city. I got a real behind-the-scenes look at a very small town. Look at every town. Yeah. When everybody. you look at Las Vegas, it's like, oh, no, what if Las Vegas doesn't think we're pretty anymore? That is not the dynamic. The dynamic, the power struggle is backwards there. Because rodeo actually holds the power that says, we know the kind of money that you're making. If we were to pull out, you're going to lose that. And all of a sudden That's now. how dumb we are. They literally tell us how much they make, and we're like, "Wow, ten million added money!" Hey, what? Pay that should up. be per event. What do you What do you think about giving us point one percent of that? Hey, yes, ask, ask BJ. Get BJ Campbell back on here. Ask him what he got for going in in the lead. I bet it was seventy five hundred. That's what they got last year for going in the lead. Still seventy five hundred. Yes. So, I you know I think, okay. I, you know what I got? I still got some. If we can drink it, because it pisses me off. More we have more I'm beer. Getting, Don't worry. You know. You know what I got for winning the world? I, it was the coolest thing at, at the time. The first year Chad won the world. I remember seeing the pictures. Everybody used to have, they'd get a badass guitar. They used to they used to go to Denver after, like, have a big banquet deal in Denver. They did the limo ride the one year. They got a guitar, cool rope bag, everything. I got a 20X black gold hat and 18 bottles of Pendleton whiskey. <laughs> three times in a row. Three hats. <laughs> three, three times 18 of Pendleton whiskey. Wait for this. You got any of those bottles left? What's yeah, it do? Let's give go! Let's go! And then the the year after I get like they they say they gave Rangers away. I don't know if people got Rangers or not. I know they got them for like the circuit finals and stuff. That was all I got. Yeah. But twenty but at hat. some point. Twenty, not not a hundred, not a hundred x. The same hat my kid got for the dummy open. <laughs> 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 no, I'm not, not, 
I wear a 20. Trish got me a 20X hat. That's the black hat I wear still. She got the wrong with 20 X hat. But I'm just saying, give us give us the one. You win the world. Here's a 100X hat. Yeah. Here's a thousand X hat. Here's what a about beaver. what about you won the world? Here's a two hundred fifty thousand dollar bonus, hmm. or no, <laughs> or the all around guy. Here, here's a here's a we're gonna cost you thirty grand to buy a truck with this twenty thousand dollar voucher we gave you. So, hey, but don't forget about that ten ninety nine you get in the mail too. <laughs> I get, you want to pay taxes? We, all I ever wanted was an NFR jacket. No, you Getting didn't. Taxed on it. <laughs> Come back five hundred dollars. Come back. You got to pay oh. taxes on your NFR jacket. $500. Announcer of the year gets taxed on the buckle, the bronze, a jacket, and the check. Hey, listen, oh, 2X. I'm he talking to 3X. I know, so he, no, I know he has, too. Huh, Try getting taxed uh, on an $18,000 gold buckle. Or, no, sorry, 13000 Who assigns the taxes on that? The, the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. Yeah. And then they lose it. Lose it, and then send another one with the misspelled name. <laughs> <laughs> Hold please. Hold please. Would you mind? There's two th- 2013 gold buckles out there in the Healing. Where's the first one? Nobody Good knows. news. In the ether, somebody ended up with it. The second one is spelled the second one is spelled what? C O R K H I L. I wore it for like a, Wait, what? It's French. <laughs> it's cool. My the best prize possession I've got is when they did the deal, like when they did the NFR cutouts like of the people. I have one in the house that ha- has that buckle on it says my, my name's misspelled on it. I'm wearing it. <laughs> I'm standing there like this and my buckle, you can see it's misspelled. So I wore it for like a, two months and then sent it back. So as long as the PRCA in Las Vegas own the national finals, yeah, we're screwed. I feel like we're talking in circles. Because when you take the NFR off the table, anything's possible. When you have the NFR on the table, people are like, we're not going to risk that one because it's the only one that pays what it pays. Is there is there the potential? Yeah, I hate to lose that. That it went up three. That's what okay. What pissed me off the most? They made such a big deal about the NFR. The payout increases last year. It increased in the hundreds. For it still paid twenty nine thousand. It paid twenty nine thousand something or whatever for the day money the within year that thousand. And then they they claim it increased one point four million. It's it just went up like to twenty nine thousand eight hundred or something like. Well, and it's still, well, the problem is, it's still by far the biggest event by comparison. There's nothing else, even in the ballpark. Right, but that's what, and that's where, that's where everybody's, that's what they say. And so that's where they got us. I, I've never, like, to me, if you're, if you're going to sell me a horse and you're, you tell me too many times how much I need this horse, like how good this horse, I look riding this horse and how, man, I've never seen you look so comfortable on a horse, like. All right, what's the deal on this horse? Yeah, all of a sudden it feels like I feel like sold. that's what they do. They talk about how good, man. Y'all, got that, how about that? What that NFR pays for you guys? And they, okay, now you're telling me too many times how good we got it out the NFR. I had a guy in the, I had a guy in a casino walk up and goes, "Hey, you got a beautiful wife and kids?" And I'm like, "Uh, thank you." He goes, "They give us tickets every year. We never go. So they sell. They say they sell out all ten nights. That's like the big stories. They sell out all ten nights. But a lot of those tickets are given away." Like to say to say that the national finals is such a big deal that everybody in Las Vegas is sitting in line to get ticket, tickets is not exactly the truth. It's all the auxiliary. It's all mm-hmm. so. So what you would have to do is you would have to create some sort of economic impact somewhere. By comparison, there that's an impossibility until the the individuals or the person roping the calf, riding the horse, doing the deal until it begins to grow. It's ask, killing you. I want to ask God for. Controversial question. Controversial. Yeah. Contra- controversial. Yeah. The way you said that's controversial. 
Do you think that because, you know, so the NFR has been there since 85. Five. So they just built a new stadium for the Raiders. They're building a new stadium for the athletics. Do you think that there's a momentum there for professional sports coming? Do you, do you not think that, that Rody? But oh, no, no. So it's not. It's not. Do you think the momentum is coming? But like, do you think that we are missing the mark that we have been there since '85? Do you think that we? Not, I mean, as a, as an industry as a whole, we should have. Let him answer that. Question. I was laughing. I was laughing at this. <laughs> no, but like, like so, so, so the the Raiders just came in, or the Athletics are coming there. Do you? I mean, like, should we not be doing more? I mean, as an industry as a whole, not just not just the NFR, but like PRCA. No, I mean. We we have missed the mark by a landslide. Let him answer that. You're saying we have purposefully missed. If if I have to tell the truth, if somebody has a gun in my head, so do you think? Yes, hell yes, I think that. He They've. That. Yes, I, I thank you. See, that's just where I need a. I need sometimes just need a little kush. <laughs> I, I, he knows that. Yes, I know. She that. said he knows yes, it. Absolutely. And so, I hate, and it it doesn't. I mean, my time's come and gone. It it pisses but, me off for. They say, "Oh, leave it better than you found it." How? Well. To your point, though, Please help the, me product, that. the product that is the sport is a seed that could go as big as any other sport. The fan base, the culture, there's things that are keeping that at bay. The problem is not the product. When you know what you're watching and you watch Stetson Wright ride a bucking horse, ride a bull, I'm not even a time to, or a rust guy. I can watch that and I'm like, how in the world is there somebody in this world so talented? So you want to talk about respect? People can say they, he gets gifted, he gets whatever. He's still got to stay on. Try winning $900,000 in the PRCA. Dude, but that's Good my luck. point. If you know what you're watching, if there was some but I'm just saying, like, how they have the road, how they keep them. Yeah. Nothing can add too much. Nothing can do this. We can't do that. Dude wins $900,000. Yeah, hats hey. off. Find Ooh. a bigger fan of rodeo. Get her another beer. But also get her another. But also, here's another, what I would another say. gold buckle beer. It's not it's not necessarily to me, it's not about I finding know. it's not about finding she a gets just as mad that's, she, because, does, she gets as mad as I do. But, but it's not about but it's not about finding one? a bigger fan. It's about finding five hundred new fans. It's about opening the gate open Hoover down, man. Open the finding five hundred thousand new fans that you walk them through that, what they're about to watch. Just look at like at the deal with everybody talks about how much how many uh Yellowstone has brought all these people into the Western world. Everybody wants a cowboy hat, all this stuff. Because they just, they did it. Like, yeah. good for them. Keep it. Yeah, exactly. Like, that, that's helped us, I think. But not in the, not in the rodeo. Like, all this stuff is, is helping. When, what I don't understand, the, the I did, did Randy Bernard volunteer his time to run the PRCA with a guarantee of if it works, then you can pay me out of that? Is I that a rumor? I don't know if he. I think he's guaranteed every time. No I plead what. the fifth. I'm gonna say no. Do you know some insider info on Randy's purse? I plead the fifth. One thing I know, I, I do know this. They think. I mean, we are dumb, so I can't discredit them for saying that. When they're like, "Oh, this America, everything it loses money." No, it doesn't. Or they wouldn't do it. No, they don't lose money. Randy Bernard's not losing money. I promise. No matter what he's doing. So can't speak for anybody don't know if he said that or not but what i do know is it, it could be done how do we get 
Let's take, I'm let's take Cody out. Johnson. <laughs> so is Garrett. So is Jessica's got her, yeah. I plead the fifth. <laughs> let's take, I'm trying get, very hard to keep my cooth. I've now recorded the two longest winning. podcasts right in the history winning. of the podcast in the same day. Uh, th- this is this might be the new studio. <laughs> she says she threw up and didn't want to. That's going to be part four. <laughs> so how do you get somebody like Cody Johnson, Jade Corkill, Reba and Taylor Sheridan to what? sit in the same room. You guys room. want some pizza? We have yes. some right out there. Hey, if you wanted to bring some pizza, though, like there's B&B some. has awesome pizza. There's some right outside that door, right there. Also, B and B, we should get a sponsorship. Yeah, we should get a sponsorship. Shout, Shout out B and B. Yeah, they don't want to pay what I charge. <laughs> but but how do you start putting those kind of people in the same room at the same table? to start bringing new fan bases in because I think there's got to be a personal connection. There is. It just takes, it just takes the initiative. Like it just takes, takes somebody to say, how can we rather than we can't. Let's say, let's say American wise. I don't know that, that American wise, like, new fan base i think you're taking what you guys put on for a concert last year i'm not diminishing what y'all did at american last year okay but like what y'all did with with the the concerts like what you had there and showed and you know for the rodeo but then you had x number of people or you know people just show up for the concert show me it wasn't right there on the stool no, the, there was three. Bo- was there was, what are you talking about? It is. There was it's three right boxes. There. It's right at the end of the grill. Right there. <laughs> pizza. There you go. What a dumbass. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, so it, it's the same deal. Like, I think, I think, I think that's the point of what the or the the NFR has done, and I think it's terrible. I, just, I, like I think it's horrible what they they've tried to do. Those gym like sticks are so good for the show. I think it's horrible. I think that's what they're trying to do. Is hey, we're going to bring you in and and let you watch this this pre show. Concert, buy a ticket to come do that, but then, you know, you you bring it down low, whatever else it is. Now let's try and hype you up for a rodeo, and then you can't get the stage to rise up and whatever else. <laughs> that I happened. feel like if Cody Johnson sat across a table from Stetson Wright and said, "Dude, I always wanted to be you," and Stetson Wright goes, "Dude, what's it like to sit in front of seventy thousand people?" And they have that conversation. Curtains go up. There's a concert. There's a rodeo. Now you know who you're watching. I think unless there's a personal connection, otherwise you're just watching a guy sing. You're watching a guy ride a horse. There's no personal connection. I would love, I would kill to listen to those people have a conversation first and then go watch them do their deal. What's the news, Trisha? What just happened? Jessica has a thought. No, they have a thought. I think Jessica should open the gates. <laughs> you ain't getting fired no matter what. Hey, oh God, <laughs> why do you sing. think that? Because cinch ain't shit without you. Are cinch jeans? You you ain't getting fired. I told her that last week. She's like, don't say that. I literally said you're don't one say guy. That. That's that. Talk about there would be some unity. If you got fired, I'm out. There's one. Bye. Yeah. Jade and I ride the river with you, Jess. I'm gonna start drinking beer more often. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like it's it's, it's it's just like everything's just like winning. There's a little there's a spot in there where it feels great. It's a sweet somebody, spot. Somebody literally said to me the other day, 
what is centuries without Jessica? I was like, I hope absolutely what centuries is absolutely every shit. single day of the week. No, but but there I wanna give I went to the the I can't remember what it was, Hall of Fame or Cowboy Museum in Oklahoma City the first time I went to the US finals. Charmaine James had a shirt in there that says Jolly Rancher on it. What about Jelly Bellies? Weren't they part of it one time? For one guy. I'm just saying, like that. Where, why are those kind of? I mean, as awesome as I think Cinch is, it's why like isn't, we're fighting for the same. Why isn't Jolly Ra- exactly? Everybody, everybody's trying to. Jelly Belly. Yeah. Jelly Roll. Jelly Roll. Yeah. Michael Jones. Michael Jones. But I, but I, okay, I'm with you. Like I've thought of like Axe and Old Spice and like like those no, kind of deodorants. Like why why have we I'm not got money from them? Why why are you guys the only? Only one. It's you guys, Wrangler. Like, there's a couple. Was what I'm saying. Like, why is there, why is there not all these big companies that could be? Why are there none of them? Animal activists. Is it because there's like already enough other professional sports that? Because as badass. God, that's the best piece I've ever had. Keep going. It's the the gym sticks. The rodeo community and the the rodeo world is so minuscule. The rodeo. Well, except for every like, every town's there, biggest is economic already, impact is from the rodeo. Exactly, but is there already enough other professional? Are you talking I about mean, basketball, I mean, baseball, soccer, I'm NASCAR? School in the sense of advertisement. This podcast brought to you by Mr. Jim's Pizza. So I'll say this though to whatever microphone. No, no, the bottom one. You want the bottom one? I think until Yellowstone recently, people didn't think there was a market for it. I think just recently people are like, oh, wait, people don't hate cowboys. Oh, wait, we don't hate the Western lifestyle. Wait, we. I think it's just now, to, to Taylor Sheridan's credit, I think it has just now opened up where people are like, oh, wait, people do like this? Because there's always been gatekeepers. It's like the music business when there was music producers. It's like, people won't like that. And then we get YouTube, and you got people like Justin Bieber that can go straight direct to consumer, and they go, wait, we do like that. I think that the actual market appetite is different than what a lot of companies might think. I think right. there's a lot of companies what, that don't I wasn't, realize. I wasn't downplaying you guys. I was saying, like, outside of our world is what I was getting sure. at. You know what okay. I mean? Like, not... Okay, I, let's say Nike, right? Exactly. That's something. Just I think Nike would be shocked. Competitiveness is good. I think Nike would be shocked at the fan base that would rally around something like Rodeo. Why? So well, why well, did you come to us? But, In fairness, why did you come to us? Are we talking uh, to me or Jade? I'm talking uh, to... But Why did you come to on, us, Jordan? Hang on. Let's talk about the, the air movie. Let's talk about their... Let's let's say relevancy. I haven't watched it. Great movie. Can I talk... Can I, Michael I Jordan? Which, I don't know what you're talking about. So the Michael Jordan say, movie. And, and which movie? In, in our in our industry. So... so Or not industry, but in, in this world. Like today's same age... Michael Jordan. So there's a movie out now. Not his documentary. You're talking about his documentary? No. Yeah, I guess there's it's like a kind of documentary. Like a but that's what I'm talking about. The script is dark. Like it's Michael called, Jordan it's called Air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a new Yeah, 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 yeah. The movie that was... It's new? Hang on. Yeah, it's just... Okay. It's, it's on Amazon Prime now and everything. But, like, so... So let's talk... So... I guess if if you were talking rodeo industry, is there is there a movie that you could create around... Roy Cooper. <laughs> Again, around cinch, around resist all, around American, around resist all, around Wrangler, around 
Montana yes. Silversmiths are around Cactus. Yes. Are you? Is there? So I've to, I'm going to tell my story so, right now. But Hank, you're exactly right. And this isn't. I'm not not talking shit about anybody. I'll tell you. I've told you this to your face. I've told her this. So where it's where it's gone bad to me, as far as that stuff goes. When I was a kid, watching all these roping tapes, getting to go, I got to go to the BFI and the Reno Rodeo to see all these guys. If you had Wrangler and Classic or Rattler on your shirt, that meant NFR qualifier. You did not get that on your shirt. Doesn't matter how good you are. That's what that meant. My whole life growing up, I'm like, I want Wrangler and Classic or Rattler on my That's That's the thing. Then it gets to the point where you can buy Wrangler on your shirt at Big R in Fallon, Nevada. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it it took away the meaning. So, Don't so, you think Classic Classic is doing a good job for trying to preserve that? Wrangler, Wrangler. Some, but not and not like it, not like it was. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's there's kids that uh, there's there's all kind of people that got it on. But then Cinch comes along. There was Cody Ol, Brett Buckus, Kevin Stewart, Fred Whitfield, Fred Whitfield. There's these four, five, six guys that's like, damn. You can't get on Cinch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, if they're it, wearing it, just, it, I want to wear it. Exactly. And I got to pay full price. I'm, I got a picture, 12 years old, the U.S. Finals, wore this dark, solid color blue shirt. It said Cinch Pro Team on the back of it. <laughs> Don't know where I got it or how I got it, but I wore that bitch everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm that guy, Cinch Pro Team, right? But that's the re- I'm, where I'm going with that is that's the reason why is because like those guys you didn't get that like you had to be that to get that i have told jessica the exact same thing like that's one of the reasons among others that i'm proud to be on the cinch team because you can't go to drysdale's or cavender's or boot barn and just buy a shirt with cinch down the sleeve like when you when you roll up somewhere and have that right there like you have on your sleeve like that means that that you're part of something right and i think that it goes back to the, the less is more thing if, if it takes and it, but everybody knows that going in if it's if it takes this to have cinch on your shirt that's fine i'm, I'm gonna get to that yeah at least oh, yeah. standard was if i'm gonna put a patch on my shirt it's not fair to the, to these other ones if i put one over here for a discount for for nothing because that's so i went through this thing a few years ago I was looking around at rodeos, and I'm like, man, there's there's people that have so many patches on their shirt that I, I don't even know what one patch is on their shirt. So I started wearing just plain shirts. Unbelievable amount of people asking me, why don't I have patches on my shirt? So many people got patches on their shirt. And I, I told, me and Jessica talked about this forever. I started wearing plain denim shirts everywhere. More people, nobody's asked me about patches on my shirt couldn't get through a rodeo slack nothing without why don't you got patches on your shirt i killed it it couldn't they just couldn't fathom why i don't have patches on my shirt i'm like that's why gave him more of an opportunity to talk about his sponsors yeah. there's than a, that's why because you noticed there was a you study noticed called that the oppenheimer did. study that said if you make the font more difficult to read yep. that the test scores go up right. and that goes against traditional thinking because you'd think if you make it more difficult the test scores would go down but the Oppenheimer study said your investment into hearing the information goes up when it's more difficult. I so, well, no, just so to your point, when you kind of do what everybody else is doing, the font is easy. You just blend in, yeah. Yeah, people are like, yeah, I've seen it. I've, when you do something different, it stands out. Right? Wait, what? And it actually achieves what you're trying to accomplish. And I thought I, it was the dumbest thing ever. All it took was a blank shirt. I promise you the smartest person in marketing that I've ever met. 
is Trisha K. Price. Wait, I'm sorry, where were you pointing? Jade Corkell has understand this more than anybody has ever even tried. No, no sponsors equaled more time for my sponsors. Wear a blank shirt. Let me talk about them. Right. Because people immediately asked, who are your sponsors? Why don't you wear them? So he got more chances to talk about them than if you put them on a shirt. Right. That's our classic. I mean, he uses a power line They're sticking light. with that model. <laughs> he uses a power line light. Everybody is like, why is Jade not on your team? So they keep me off the team. <laughs> off the team. Which I get. They're, they would do them no good to, to pay me anything to do it. They get asked more why I don't have one than if I do so. Right. Well, Assholes. people are going to look and see what you're using. Yeah, Trish is the reason. You can't fire <laughs> me, I quit. <laughs> Part of me, think that is kind of a weird hole in our relationship, isn't it? Every time that I put an embroidery file together, though, it does pain me, actually, that I'm friends with both of you. <laughs> Which she had, to do, she had to do the other day because she noticed that I hadn't got my shirts, my new shirts. She oh. said, a nice... <laughs> By the way, Jess, I really like that shirt Jade's wearing. Can I get one of those, too, please? She, oh, Thank no, not, I, not for the reasons you think. Because I needed a bigger size. Was, well, she, she, she probably think. She, she texted him and said, I noticed you didn't get she your She said, don't new take shirt. this personal, but I, I, know, I don't know where she saw me, but she said, I noticed your, this is how I noticed that uh, your new shirts didn't get delivered yeah, yet. Good yeah, answer. no, she thinks I need a bigger size, too, but I need a medium. Do you guys make a bell-bottom shirt? I need a, I need a medium and whatever, whatever shirt that is. What size type that? The amount of things that I know about a cowboy size. Oh, oh, Jade, let, let's play I hope a game. She has a little black book. Oh, okay. Jade, let's play a game. Pause. What other two cinch team members <laughs> wear the game. same size pants that oh, I, I do? This. Shane Hanchy and. Oh, you're halfway there. Oh, it's Shane Hanchy. You're halfway you wear the there. Same size as Shane Hanchy. True story. <laughs> Dead air. Just say it. I can't. Your I, friend. I, Dusty I, Tuckness. Dusty Tuckness. Right, okay, now, now for bonus. Now for bonus <laughs> points. What size is it? She wouldn't tell. She wouldn't say. Thirty strong. Thirty thirty four. Thirty thirty four. Let's talk about. Let's talk about this jean size you ought to wear. Well, yeah, yeah we're not talking about that. What we wear and what we. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's right. I was. Back to my point of that. I said, "What size do I wear?" Because it's true. Does it make it nice? Yeah. Wait. What I have a I have a good. We recently found out that my testosterone levels almost qualify qualify me as a woman. So that's what my problem. What? We're, we're, we're working on that. No, 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 no. This is real. I got my. I have a reason why I'm fat. Are you gonna Are you gonna do the pellet? He is slid up on his chair. Are you gonna do the pellet? Or I'm, like taking the, pill. I'm not doing shots. Two hours and twenty minutes. No, we're just getting started. <laughs> yeah, shut up, Garrison. Well, I'm talking. No, I'm talking about my weight level. I'm talking uh, about. As I'm, trying to make a, I'm trying to have an excuse. testosterone levels very serious? No. If you could just sit over there and let it. <laughs> that turns out they do. They do take them serious. They've got pellets. More serious than I thought. They you know what we should take seriously? This is turning into a theme. <laughs> okay, but this is great. You're probably going to hate me for this. Not more than the three-time world champion thing, but... Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> last year, Zoe is buying him... Shaps for Christmas, and he's like, "Is this a bedroom thing? Do you have a Whoa. measuring tape?" And I'm like, "No, but we can figure it out." How does Zoe feel about you having another fiance? Also, 
So <laughs> like universal remote. Like she understands. This, this is a two woman situation. She understands. So we are measuring him. Did we get a measuring tape or what did we do? We found a measuring tape. Yeah, but we were a little short. It was, we, she's on the speakerphone and telling us how to measure and how to write him down and stuff. And so we do his leg, and then we go around him, and it was bigger around than it was long. And he's like, no, measure it Change again. Change it. Change those. That's for a little extra room, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was so awesome. For some, yeah. Yeah, hilarious. I can tell on Jade's face he loves that story so much. He's really glad we brought I that up. I that we had to send him back. Get him let out a little. They've got like a cream too, as far as testosterone goes. <laughs> a cream? Yeah, I live, I got live a cream in for everything. I live in Arizona. This is like the <laughs> right? medical attention central of the world is right there where I live. And so they've got all sorts of solutions. Pellets. Yeah, you got the Mayo Clinic right That's there right. close by. That's right. We take it very serious. Thank you. If you could maybe take your hat off when you mention them. Um, <laughs> Excuse you. <laughs> Mayo Clinic. <laughs> Any thoughts on Arizona? You think you'll end up there someday? I actually I I like Arizona. I've always liked Arizona. You like He'll build you a cabin there too. There's cabins in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, if it turns out when I if I go somewhere, it's not just me. I got a lot of you got a whole I traveling got, crew. I got goats. I got kids. <laughs> yeah, you Jay, do have Jay's a lot of goats. Jane's got baggage. It's got to go. How with many it. goats do you have? Not as many as we had. No, we had so many. No, we've only got. Oh, Let's ask the ranch manager. Yeah, I feel like we don't have any. Probably like. 20 now. What's the thought behind all the goats? Uh, just for goat roping. Goat roping is life. Duh. Goat roping is life. Uh, the greatest goat roper. He won like 8,000 in one week. Roping goat goats. roping. It, it wasn't one week, but was, they started having them around here and then they quit having them. But. I, went to, the I went to one goat roping this year and I won second. I mean, I know that doesn't seem like a giant achievement, but it's the only one I went to. So you were the first loser. No, but here's why it's an achievement. I won a healing, mm. which is... Maybe the only thing in my entire life I've ever won healing. Mm. So, goat ropings are really close to my heart. Between between me and Dustin Agasquiza, the goat ropings, we were 150 teams just between us two. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Ring, Jade, my ring bone shined through at we, the next day. <laughs> I've been talking about this for a while. I told Trisha if there's any way we could do this. I, I, this is exactly what I was hoping for. I appreciate you jumping on. I hope this is what you wanted. You got what you wanted. Yeah, this is this is his way of starting to wrap up and land the plane. (laughs) Yeah, you're done. Let's just cut to the chase. The episode's over. The tires are making that squealing sound. (laughs) Yeah, awesome guys. Thanks for jumping on. Yeah, appreciate appreciate it. it. Do it again.